0: All right, grab your newly established characters, your plot armor, and some arcana. It's time to talk about Mortal Kombat. It has begun!
1: Fight! Prepare to die! still trying was
2: now to win! <laughs> that was pathetic! Feel the wrath of Shao
0: Kahn! You suck. Your brother's soul is mine! Ah!
2: Sunglasses, asshole. This is where you fall down. Fatality. Too bad you will die. I'm sorry. You fool.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am Scott.
1: And I'm Joe. <laughs> I love when
0: you pause. I'm sorry. No, I pause. Let me think about this name for a minute. I'm
1: not. Yeah, no, I know my own name. I'm just trying to fix my little pigtail here. I'm good. All right. Let's roll. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe.
0: And we are (laughs) just, and this is just another movie night, and we are talking trash.
1: Talking trash.
0: Talking trash, where we dive into the bottom of the barrel, the movies that people call the worst movies ever made, so bad it's good, or just, I don't even remember that movie existing. While we ask the question, is this a bad movie, and what is the worst movie ever made? And today, in our lineup of watching all the Mortal Kombat movies in preparation for the new video game coming out this month, we are talking about 2021's Mortal Kombat, the remake. This movie had a budget of $55 million.
1: Wow, seem, it that seems, doesn't seem like a
0: lot. It doesn't seem like a lot at all. Actually, Not for the special I feel like the number's wrong. I don't really know.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it only made a box office gross of eighty-four million. But I will say the reason for that it was we were in COVID lockdown, pretty much.
2: Yeah. We it, watched
0: this as it launched right alongside movie theaters on HBO Max.
1: It came out at a bad time. Yeah. But I mean, you know, how can they help it? Life goes on, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately.
1: I feel bad for, for them, though. I really do. Yeah. For the filmmakers and the actors and stuff.
0: So, yeah, we're we're talking about this movie today. And I guess to give a little bit of a setup for the movie, uh, the movie was directed by Simon McQuad. I think that's how you say his name. Huh. But, uh, he's a first-time director. He's from Australia. Um, it was written by the screenwriters are Greg Russo. He's also a first-timer. Uh, He's been now rumored to be writing a Space Invaders movie, a Saints Row movie, a Fear movie, even a um, System Shock movie, and the second Death Note, which I know everybody really loves that Death Note movie. It was okay. People hate it. If you don't know about that, that's a whole issue. It was also co-written by David Calham. He uh, wrote the terrible video game movie Doom With uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Carl Urban. A lot of people have forgotten about that one. Okay. Uh, He also wrote Expendables. Well, that's a whole thing because he didn't really write the Expendables. Uh, Apparently, his screenplay for another movie was taken by the Expendables people, um, Sylvester Stallone. And there was a big lawsuit about it. Wow. Um, he also did the wonderful, wonderful Wonder Woman 1984. Do you remember that one? Oh,
1: God. I choose to forget it. That was a piece of shit. It's
0: a piece of crap. That's the one with the Pedro Pascal, which I don't think people remember Pedro Pascal was a villain in that movie. No,
1: I don't. It, what, he wasn't the villain. There was another guy. It wasn't was Cheetah,
0: and, and it was Kristen Wiig yeah, and him.
1: But the, uh, oh, yeah, really?
0: Pedro but, Pascal's but... the main villain, Maxwell, and he plays Max Lord.
1: Oh, shit. And he
0: makes everybody get a wish that's animal. right see
1: I blocked that out because exactly. I can't I can't function knowing that Pedro Pascal did something so shitty
0: it, it's really funny when you realize that there's a movie that you saw and you completely can't remember a thing about it and I think that movie is perfect for that
2: want to reconsider. I'm, just... <laughs> I'm a forgiving man <laughs> you want him back just say can have it all you just have to want it uh
0: yeah and um i will say though that this director also did the godzilla 2014 and also shang chi
1: we like those movies yeah
0: so i mean not all but you know i love to point out the worst of the worst and the writers and the directors and stuff um the producer is james wan
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, from right. of
0: Saw, the Insidious movies, and The Conjuring films. The Very you... familiar with James Wan in this horror house. horror director, yeah. yeah. And also Todd Garner. Uh, he directed such masterpieces as The Master of Disguise, Triple... <laughs> I, I, mean, I shouldn't say he directed. He produced.
1: <laughs> Pistachio disguise
0: Pistachio disguise <laughs> Master... Turtle, turtle. Master of Disguise, Triple X, Paul Blart, and The Fog Remake.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, we're, we're on for some treat.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. So
0: I, Look, we saw this one. I think I was excited. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the Mortal Kombat franchises. Again, if you haven't listened to the last few episodes, I've been talking about how much I love Mortal Kombat as a franchise. And that's why I wanted to do this. Uh, I really adore the franchise. I have been playing the game since the first one. And I uh, love the characters, uh, especially Sub-Zero. But we're going to get into that. Um, now, the reason I wanted to do it was because when the original 1995 one came out, it was kind of a shock because there hadn't been a adaptation of a video game that was close close to being faithful and also kind of good. And the reason I wanted to watch it again and do these movies Is because going from that one to the second one, which is, we're both going to admit, um, in the last episode, we talked about how that might be one of the worst movies ever made.
1: It's hands down one of the worst movies ever made. Especially the worst CG movies I've ever seen in my life, which I voiced my opinion on that CG.
0: You're going with amazing bulk level.
1: Oh, it was hot trash. Uh,
0: Yeah, and so when those are the first two, it's such a jarring... It's like hot and cold. It's like being completely someone throwing ice water on you when you watch that second one. You're like, oh, I got to hide. They can only go up from here. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then and then they have this one come out this much later. Uh, I believe that second one was in...
1: 97.
0: 97. Mm-hmm. So it's been that many years that we haven't had another Mortal Kombat. There has been some weird ones. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, Direct video. There was a YouTube series. There's been some weird shows and stuff like that that they've worked on, and some animation, but okay. uh, not much. This is the first actual theater release.
1: Well, they're probably scared shitless. This, you know, after the second one, which was a big pile of crap, they were probably scared. They're like, oh god, should we ever attempt this again?
0: Yeah, and and I think Mortal Kombat one, the '95 one, was I think if I'm getting this right. It was the fourth video game adaptation ever. And the three previous ones before that one were garbage fires. Like they came out, they didn't make any money, and it scared off a lot of developers and people trying to make these video game movies. And then Mortal Kombat made money. And then everybody got, well, well, can we keep doing it? And I don't think there was many after Mortal Kombat. It actually got that stigma of there are no good Video game movies,
1: yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, there's a shitload I actually would love to because sooner or later we have to do another theme of video game movies and talk about yeah. some of these movies I've never seen because there's a ton. Well, we some...
1: recently did see a very good one, the um, Super well, Mario, yeah, yeah and have,
0: like... catching up exactly. Uh, within the 2000s, I think it, it, it like had a boom
2: mm-hmm. where
0: they went, Oh, shit, some of these are working. Yeah, um, I think unfortunately the one that doesn't get talked about, but it's actually pretty decent, was the uh, the World of Warcraft one.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say Max Payne. <laughs>
0: Oh, Max Payne is a shit. <laughs> Holy shit. I, that one I forgot about. Is in Wahlberg, right? Oh, yeah. What, when you're picking Max Payne, you go Mark Wahlberg.
2: What? No. Oh, oh my God. It's so yeah, funny. But I
0: will say, saying Mark Wahlberg, we kind of enjoyed the Uncharted franchise, uh, the Uncharted movie.
1: I really did. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I actually was su- surprised that I really enjoyed it. The Sonic movies I also enjoyed. Yes. Um. Detective Pikachu is also very Oh good. yeah,
1: that was really cute.
0: Uh, they've been on a good ride of making some pretty decent one and like mm-hmm. you brought up Mario Brothers, finally. Mm-hmm. And so this Mortal Kombat movie comes out and it it's kind of a it's a kind of a jarring conversation because I I guess that this could be seen in two different ways, right? I think that this movie could be seen by a non gamer. Who just loves mindless action. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: then they kind of like it. And then I think that there's also the gamer. Who has that nostalgia. And feels a little betrayed.
1: Yeah. I can see why people who are a huge fan of this franchise. Will go into this movie a little skeptical after the 1997 debacle. But also a little bit excited too because now we're you know in in the 2000s and we're more advanced than you know we were before so i feel like but either way you're still going in skeptical
0: oh absolutely and and what we do on talking trash anyways is kind of like talk out the movie uh, share some insights or whatever we've learned and also pick apart the movie to get to our thoughts during the whole thing and I, I guess this movie to get right into it because this leads in perfectly what we were just talking about this movie opens amazing
1: it really does it, it starts with Hiriyuki sanada
0: he's incredible
2: we love him
0: yeah this actor was uh, recently in the newest John Wick and also bullet train mm-hmm. um love this guy uh, every time he shows up in a movie I've enjoyed this guy he was on our favorite TV show. Lost. Yes. Uh, he was actually in the last season. Uh, he he's like fantastic. And uh, what's really funny with this actor is he had no idea what this was. And, That's funny uh, to me. He had to be told. I think what, he looked into it and started uh, finding out about it in the video games and the lore and the fan base and everything. Mm-hmm. And he apparently went to an arcade.
2: Oh wow! And he
0: started playing uh, the original games. In the arcade, mm-hmm. and he said that he got his ass caked over and over and over, but found himself enjoying it, and really started loving it. And he said, "I, I, this was one of the most fun um, researching I've ever done,
2: oh. because
0: I just got really into." getting my ass handed to me I and playing like, these games
1: are there people out there that have never heard of mortal kombat
0: yeah sure I mean, really we, we, it's been
1: around forever though
0: i know? mean it's kind of one of those things that's, It, i can see if you don't know anything about video games or that kind of stuff if you're a music fan you're not particularly you know what's mortal kombat you know yeah
1: i get it i mean i guess if you're not a gamer
0: and I will point out that this actor was also. Do you know how old he was during the filming of this movie? Want to take a guess?
1: I'm gonna say he was at least in his late fifties. Yes,
0: fifty eight. Yeah. So I kind of understand why this is something that would be passed over on him. Like, why would he know? You know?
1: Right. Yeah, I get it.
0: Um, I I think it would have to be around a certain age to start getting into that kind of stuff early on. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he uh. He's one of those actors that that's an odd choice for picking him as your favorite character. Scorpion. Scorpion. um, Hanzo Hisashi. Hanzo Hisashi. Yeah. um,
1: (laughs) I love saying it.
0: Yeah. Him, I wouldn't have thought this would work, but it does, especially in this flashback form.
1: Yeah. I really love the opening of this movie. It's, It's so beautifully shot. I mean everything is is beautiful about this this opening well do you want to say what what happens
0: oh go uh, yeah
1: go. okay so we we meet hanzo hisashi um at his i guess it's his his compound or not they don't call it a compound they call it like a
0: oh it's his village It's like
1: his village and um so he's there with his wife and his son and they have a baby daughter and so his clan too. his clan yes his um i guess they're like, I don't want to say bodyguards, Shy-ri-ri-ru. but, like, but yeah, sh- I can't say that. How do you say it?
0: Shy, I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I think I'm <laughs> messing up now that you pointed at me, out I have to say it again.
2: <laughs> For the Rayu, you
0: die. Rayu. Yeah. Because it's, like, a, one of those words that kind of repeats, it uh, feels like it repeats in your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... Shy-ri-ru? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, so he's there with his family, and they get attacked by the Lin
0: well, yeah, he's yeah he's uh, sent off to buy get some water things by his wife, and then they do get attacked. And, well, you only see it... They do it really well, actually. You uh, see it through inside of um, the house, and you can see blood shooting on the curtains.
1: Yeah, and so... And you hear murders. You can hear people screaming and the clink-clank of swords and things like that while the wife and the son are in the house with the baby, so... The wife quickly hides the baby in like a little mm-hmm. um, hatch underneath the house, and uh, is there with her son when none other than I can't should I say his real name? Well, the actor. No, okay. So Sub Zero comes in. Baihan. Baihan.
0: Yeah, uh, uh Sub Zero shows up, and uh, he's played by Joe Toslam, who is fucking great Yeah, he's from the raid Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: uh i love this actor and he's one of those guys that's like he's been in so many gory action flicks and like badass action stunts and stuff like that that this guy really knows what he's doing and he knows exactly how to move Mm -hmm. and so he's kind of perfect
1: yeah he's kind of like it's weird it's really weird like it's kind of off-putting because like he's handsome but also creepy
0: yeah he's doing some eyebrow and eye acting yeah through the mask that actually really works to show his cockiness
1: yes yes but he doesn't have
0: the mask here he's actually maskless yeah
1: he's he looks like a regular human but um so obviously they're they're there to get hanzo and uh he's off getting water so he's not in the village when this is happening and they're just getting completely obliterated his entire um I guess, clan. Mm -hmm. They're all getting obliterated. And so it's his wife and son left in the house with Sub-Zero, babies in hiding, and Hanzo hears the screams and he runs and he comes back to his home to find that his wife and son are frozen solid. They're they're dead. And he just loses his shit. And then uh, he's got a... Fight off like how many of the Lin Kuei would you say that was like at least 20? At to least like...
0: 20. And, <laughs> and he, he does a good job. Them. Yeah, this is a cool thing. I, I cannot, I, I don't remember the name of this tool, but apparently this was the weapon of choice from ninjas because it was used for everything. It's lightweight, it's virtually like a spearhead, but you they uh used it as shovels. They were able to carry them and throw them quickly. And use them as stabbing weapons. And I think even to climb.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, This was like a badass weapon. And a very intelligent choice to use this as his spear. His classic Sub-Zero Spears. Yeah. A very smart way of uh, coming up with this. Because I think it's always been established that it's kind of confusing what he's throwing.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Even the 95s couldn't figure out. They made it a monster that came out of his palm. Yes. That
1: was, I mean... That was pretty cheesy, but yeah, this it, it looks badass. Yeah. It looks like, you know, I mean, he's really flinging it around and it's doing some freaking damage.
0: I so- will say, though, that it is a little in a corn area that they could make it a little more realistic because he actually throws one of these spheres. Oh, these uh, it's like a, the, the arrowhead virtually tied to a rope. He throws it through a guy's skull. It comes mm-hmm. out of the guy's head yeah and i mean holy shit i mean what it is was, he uh what was uh, the the funky butt loving what is the rookie of the year where he like throws the fastballs that like blow up
2: oh yeah <laughs> i yeah. said
0: funky butt loving if anybody knows that movie that's the only <laughs> way you know that
2: movie is funky butt loving. uh now bend at the elbow
1: good good and now rotate from the shoulder slowly
0: Oh, funky butt loving! Did he say funky butt loving? Oh. oh, it's good because this is where you know that they're establishing the gore, and mm-hmm. you you are definitely at least set up to know. Oh, at least they're going for the violence because ninety fives and even the ninety seven one mm-hmm. couldn't figure this out. And you know, it's really funny that this uh, this movie. I wanted to point out this real quick that this movie almost uh, wasn't what happened. They were actually going to make a third one that took place after Annihilation's ninety-seven, and they were going to bring characters and actors back. And they actually signed up all of these guys from the original movie, and they were. Their plan was to resurrect Johnny Cage, while Shang Tsung and all of the some of the villains were resurrected. To have another one. I think it was called Devastation. And they actually worked on it, and they all signed on. And that's why Christopher Lambert, he kept talking about it. Like, oh, I'm coming back. We're going to make another movie. And apparently, there was some kind of storm, and it destroyed sets, and they just scrapped production.
1: Well, I'm happy they did.
0: Yeah, and that's why this movie happens.
1: Okay, well, I get it. I mean, this one...
0: But you (laughs) can tell they didn't have any faith in this movie, because... They handed it over to a bunch of uh, first-time people. We got a first-time screenwriter and a first-time director.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a huge risk. It was this a huge a, risk, but I, will I don't say, think it
0: should be a huge risk. It shouldn't. This but is after one of the most like, popular mo- money-making video games of all time.
1: Well, yes, but after the first and second ones not being so great.
0: Well, the, the second, first one actually did. The, the second. The one.
1: first one was okay, but the second one was a heaping pile of crap, and there was just no coming back from that.
0: No. But. No
1: the this this movie starts out really great
0: yeah this opening makes you wish the entire movie was like this yeah and that is the big problem here now where we were was that uh he's fighting off the of link way and he's killing them and it's very violent and it's uh the choreography is amazing and, oh yeah
1: the fight choreography is bad and
0: uh so what's the actor's name um i just blanked out on this actor's Are name
1: he, yuki sonata
0: Yeah, sonata mm-hmm. he he's doing a great job i mean he just looks
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's like almost like dance it, yeah, it's, it's just amazing it's
1: to so watch graceful it. it's so beautiful yeah, and
0: the scenery the shot it, the 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 grasslands that they're in the woods mm-hmm. looks beautiful and uh there's just a really great directing going on here mm-hmm. which is fucking weird going forward but of course now he wants to get revenge so he finds baihan now I got to point out something I really love about this we didn't mention yet is that uh, they decided to make this Chinese versus Japanese.
1: Yes. So I was going to ask you about that because um, well, I don't we'll say know. Hanzo speaks Chinese, but Bai Han speaks Japanese. And so he was speaking Jap- I think it's the way around. No, it's not. It's I think Bai Han's
0: Chinese in this. Fun fact, I'm right. Actually, no. you know what's funny is in Chinese, Baihan means uh, to something like uh, uh, to get the the cold out.
1: He was speaking Japanese to the wife. It, it clearly said Japanese.
0: He he actually changes it. He actually talks Chinese and Japanese. He's talking Chinese at one point. He's and she says, "I don't understand you." And then he says in Japanese, "Where's Hanzo?" Okay. Yeah, because well, he's Chinese and uh Hanzo's Japanese.
1: I thought it was the other way around. But... I
0: might might be wrong. I don't know. But uh, I only thought that they did that because of uh, the Baihan meaning something in, Jap- in Chinese that actually means the cold, which is funny. It's like keeping the cold out. And that Sub-Zero actually has his name as keeping the cold out. I love this. I love that idea that they came up with that these are two different clans
2: yeah. of
0: different, you know, you know, ethnic bath- backgrounds. And I love that. I don't know why that works for me so well, but I would love to know why Hanzo seems to know who Baihan is. He yeah. instantly sees that his family's killed by ice and screams by Han.
1: Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I guess there's no, they, they met before.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Because uh, Hanzo establishes here that he can't speak his language. He doesn't understand anything he's saying to him. And when he finds Bai Han, he's doing a, uh, he's meditating. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking about how he's here to kill off the Hanzo Hasashi bloodline for mm-hmm. the Lin Kuei. And is like, I don't know what you're saying, but you better remember this face because I'm going to kill you.
1: You're right. He's Japanese. Okay.
0: Um, but, yeah. yeah. And so um, the fight happens, and it's great. Although I will point out that they're blending ideas and mythologies here. And I don't know why they're doing that. Uh, I can only assume that they wanted to just put in a bunch of things from the lore Mm -hmm. into one character. Kind of doing an amalgamation of all these things. And maybe there's a reason going forward if they had that plan early on. But here, uh, Hanzo slashes his face. to give him a scar across his face, which... Would set up his brother's character in the video games because after Baihan is killed by Hanzo in the video games, his brother takes over and he's got famously a scar across his face.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, because Sub Zero, Scorpion thinks that he's still the Sub Zero that he wants revenge on. But here they're kind of doing a combination of the two characters. It's very weird. I, I don't really know why, but they have a great fight. But I will just say this. There is no beating Sub-Zero here. Like, Hanzo is not... Even as amazing as he is, Hanzo, kicks his ass.
1: I mean, they both get pretty screwed up. No. I mean, he, he does get his, his licks in on He gets his Sub-Zero. licks in, but
0: not to the extent that he does on him. Like, yeah. he guts him.
1: I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, and your freaking power is, like, you can shoot ice daggers through someone, I mean yeah you're not using like you know your fists here you're not just you know man man to man hand to hand combat you're you're flinging ice crystals at someone's face yeah they're not gonna last
0: i also have the question here now because what we're seeing is that by uh sub-zero um sub-zero has superpowers right he i guess in the lore that they, they have mastered the elements and each clan has mastered a different element or a different technique. And he, his clan, the Lin Kuei, uses ice. They're, they're called cryomancers. Uh, so, oh, hey, if you're into any of this weird, uh, any mythology of anything, that's what that's called. When you're doing ice okay. or ice powers or whatever. Uh, pyromancy is uh, fire, right?
1: So if so, I asked you to go get me an ice cube and you did, would that be... Cryomantic?
0: For your drink? Just to give me some ice cubes for my drink and I put...
1: Instead of romantic, it would be cryomantic.
0: I like it. But here, this movie is establishing that superpowers are something else. And now I'm a little confused about this movie because if Sub-Zero has an ice power, then that's saying that his, his clan has not is not using a technique of fighting that has to do with cold. It's just somehow he has a cold power. Now, my question is...
1: But the other Lin Kuei aren't using cold ability. They don't have it. Only he does. They're fighting. But
0: that's my—that's exactly my question. Uh, why does the the are you? Why don't they have... Why doesn't Hanzo have a power?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Ex- especially... When the lore, I think that's the biggest problem with this movie is they can't figure out going forward the lore making sense. But to, we'll get back to that when the character, like, it starts getting told in the story what's going on. But, uh Hanzo is killed.
1: And he, like, burns up, so, like.
0: Well, he actually crawls. He actually isn't dead 100%, but uh, Sub-Zero is proud of what he's done. He's killed a woman and a child
1: yeah and among like killed the rest this man of the and village. His
0: entire clan he says that he's eradicated his clan and the bloodline of the Hasashi bloodline he's eradicated them and for he keeps saying for the Lin Kuei.
1: for the Lin for everything's for
0: the, everything's and, for the Lin Kuei, even though that his Lin Kuei soldiers have been slaughtered
1: yeah they're all dead
0: but now now this is where i think the movie this opening is like if you're a fan of these characters this is a great opening this is exactly what you want from this movie. This is where I feel like the problems start. So we now see a thunderstorm and Raiden shows up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Raiden's played by uh, an actor, Tadanobu Asano.
1: Tadanobu Asano. So you at the end. Okay. Close enough.
0: Okay. You did good. Well, he plays Raiden and he is uh, famous for playing Hogan, uh, one of the Warriors 3 in the, the Thor movies. You know, those guys that got really shafted in one of the movies just got all murdered. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real bullshit moment in the Marvel movies. Well, he shows up. He sees Hanzo. I don't really know what the hell, but he hears the kid cry, and he goes in there, and he's able to take the baby. And I think on the baby, does the dragon tattoo uh, uh, just show up? No, you don't see we that don't on see the baby. It? Okay. No, not at all. Well, but- now, my... okay. So he takes
1: the baby.
0: Right off the bat here, you're like, hey, Raiden, the fuck did you come so late for? Yeah. You know, like...
1: Like, right off off the bat, I was like, well, thanks for showing up. You could have totally helped a minute ago. Yeah. But then you tell me that he's not allowed to interfere. What the fuck does
0: that mean? But then he takes the baby.
1: But he takes the baby and... And he's interfering. He's helping... Okay, yeah. All right.
0: Okay. And this is where I'm I'm weirded out, but for some reason, Hanzo's body, body... bursts into flames completely turns into ash and we see that he looks like he enters hell yeah and that's when raiden takes the baby and then we get the lightning bolt where he leaves and then that's when we get the title card and you kind of wish that the title card would come with the original theme from the 95 one of the best parts is that theme and I think you kind of feel like... I feel like the movie's missing Are that. Are you
1: saying that you wanted them to play the theme music?
0: I do. I wanted... I, I think they, they They actually do play it, but in the little tiny bursts during fights. And when it does come on, you feel something. It's like when Michael Keaton's theme of Batman shows up. It's yeah, so powerful. I get you that. You just think Batman.
1: But you don't think at that, that moment after that painful, like, death that, you know, that he just suffered and Raiden taking the baby. You don't think that that, um, like, upbeat, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, um, electronica, like the way they do it, That you don't think that would be too off-putting for a scene? Like, after that scene? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like after, if you have a scene like that, and then, you know, he's, Han- Hanzo is dead, I, I actually I disagree don't.
0: because we, if you're a fan, if you're already a fan, you already know what him going to hell means. And you already know, the only thing we don't know is what this baby's about at this point. If you know anything about the lore, this baby, we are like, what? What's happening? The, this opening is so good. And it's exactly what we all kind of wanted to see from Mortal Kombat. At least the fan base of the video games that if the music would have kicked in with the title card. Then it would have been like, holy shit, we're in for a fucking fun movie. This is going to be a really cool movie. Instead, it's very somber.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I feel like it goes well with the fact that what just happened. I mean, that was brutal, and his wife and son were murdered, and like, and he was murdered. And I just feel like you can't have an upbeat song after that. I just, it it just. No, I'm saying
0: pump. Now you pump it up because it's already so somber. The scene is very. You know what I'm saying? The scene is already down, so that's when you kind of put in a theme to pump us back up into the movie, huh. and actually get fans being like, "Oh!" And because even new fans, if they heard that theme, would be like, "Holy shit, this is this is this is intense," I I, or know. at least try to do a version of it. You know, maybe
1: like a, a different version of it. Like I, a, I think, maybe... like
0: change it up a little, or instrumental in a different uh, different. Type yeah of we don't
1: need like techno I, I still think it's an, that.
0: Even when they pump into it, In the scenes in this movie I still feel like it's better Than half the score Like I said all right, It's just that theme It's just kind of wanted It's like when you see Superman You want to hear that Superman theme You know yeah, what I mean Yeah I guess
1: you're right I don't um, know Like
0: I, Wonder I would, Woman now has a theme And it's awesome
1: Yeah you know? I would I would really have to hear it Just to see if that would work But either way I would um, love to
0: reshoot this film With the Mortal Kombat music Playing to yeah. every Every fight.
1: I don't know. I feel like that would be too cheese. That would be like cheese oh, wow. level 11. Because well,
0: I don't think it was there otherwise. But whatever. Uh, the movie uh, cuts right into a scene of a guy fighting. Oh, a guy getting his hand taped up by a child.
1: Like you can see he's, he's oh, going to be a, a fighter. And it's his wife that's yes. taping up his hand. And we meet, um, excuse me, we meet Cole and his wife. And uh, he's about to go into a cage match.
0: Yeah, he's going to do it. He's an MMA fighter, and they're going to do a cage match. And we were established that this character's name is Cole Young.
1: Yeah, we he is not a character in Mortal Kombat. He was just created for this movie.
0: And that's why I said right when the child gets taken by Raiden, and they leave, and then the title card comes up, and it's not epic. And then we get this To me, this is like where the problems lie. And I will say that I am very confused by this movie because of this. And that's one of the reasons why I love to talk about this movie. Um, There are, I believe, 77 playable characters throughout the lore of Mortal Kombat. Wow. And instead of using any of those characters, this movie decided to establish its own character and make the movie around him now if you wanted to make a side character oh, and introduce him and we follow him around the world of the moral Kombat characters okay uh, at least to me but to establish a brand new character as your lead out of seven instead of using 77 characters i'm already baffled
1: i know i felt weird like i i think when we saw this in the theater I, or no, we saw it at home right um i looked over at you and i said i don't remember
2: this guy <laughs>
0: yeah i know. and uh, well let's point out the actor too the actor is uh louis tan who uh is from the uh, netflix series probably no one's watched it but us because we love eco uh woo assassins
1: yeah he's also in a fistful of vengeance too he's um he has a lot to do with uh, martial arts eco he's worked with eco a few times and we're referring to eco ways who is um he is an indonesian uh, martial artist and yeah. he's fucking awesome he was
0: with uh joe taslam and um the raid
1: yeah and the raid the raid is like uh, again <laughs> you want to talk about awesome movies yeah
0: go see the raid. Yeah. If you want to watch action movies and see how to do fight scenes and how to do uh amazing things and you've got to question yourself why the fuck Aren't those people in charge of the Mortal Kombat series? You know,
1: I feel like the raid raid guys, I I think they they should be in charge of every martial arts action movie that comes out from now on. Because they know what they're doing.
0: This is a great thing to bring up, too, that a lot of people, including Ico, were rumored to be casted in the Mortal Kombat movie going forward. And apparently Duff Longering was uh, casted as Shao Kahn um uh eco was i think Hung lao i don't really know but they, there's a lot of strange stuff it was a huge cast of people that were asking to do with those movies and apparently a lot of these people were ready to go so i don't really know what was going on here but last minute everything kind of got shifted and the screenplay is what it is now and we're following this lewis tan uh character cole young
1: yeah, it's really weird. I mean, he and he's got a family, and it's like, it, it kind of takes you out of, like, I mean, I understand Hanzo Hisashi had a family, so they're going into this character who obviously has a connection with him, or they wouldn't have brought him in here. Exactly. Um,
0: Especially when the baby was just taken, you kind of cut to this, you yes. automatically know something's
1: up. Yes. Like, you know, like, okay, they think the audience is a bunch of dummies, so they're going to have to tell us right off the bat. And um, so, I mean, I don't think he's, he, he's not a bad actor and he's not there's nothing annoying about him i just don't understand why they had to create a character that doesn't exist for this movie when number one we're waiting for uh mr johnny cage to show up he does not show up
0: perfect segue because yes johnny cage is not in this film
1: (laughs) my flicks only come in awesome or boom which is devastating
0: and which is odd to have this character set up now, I I I got I have some uh, a quote here that needs to be talked about because I think this is the problematic weird shit that I just do not get. So this is from producer Todd Garner. Okay, now this is the quote. Johnny Cage is obviously the elephant in the room. And there's a number of re- reasons why Johnny Cage was problematic in this particular movie out of the gate. One, he's a very big personality, right? He needs his own space. It's very hard to just throw him in a movie, like I said, with Kano. So taking him out was very easy, not only for the movie, but for the sequel. I want to make a sequel, and I've now got Johnny Cage, which hasn't been used in the first one. So I have a big stick and carrot that maybe they'll let me have a Johnny Cage real presence in the second one. Okay, that's the first part. Now we're going to get into the thing that really pisses me off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: secondly when you think about mortal Kombat, if you just think about like the patina of the movie it has a very asian feel to it and i early on felt uncomfortable having a white male lead it just felt hollywoodish to me which is weird because he's an actor which it also was weird and then it's probably my bias of how it just out of all All of a sudden, have Ryan Reynolds, not him, but you know, as the lead, felt a little disingenuous to me. It's super easy to bring him in a big, bombastic, fun way in the second. And he deserves that as a character. I love these characters, so we thought hard about it.
1: Like, what does that even mean? Johnny Cage is a white, American screen actor. Am I wrong?
0: He's saying that... He, uh, virtually what he's saying is he didn't want a non-asian lead to be in the first movie to win moral combat he's basically saying that a white man is a little little stereotypical and a little like strange for an asian centric game and whatever yes now, but
1: they 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 don't that's what I'm saying he's a white American man Sonia is a white American woman and Jax is a black American man. And they're in this. I don't oh, understand.
0: So that's why I'm, and that's why I'm bringing is an
1: Australian, this up. And is an Australian man. He's what, not, what about it? I'm just saying, like, there's other non-Asians in this movie.
0: No, yeah, no. But he, I
1: understand what they're saying about the lead. They didn't have to make him the lead. Didn't exactly.
0: Have to. And, and he also said that, and he's an actor, and he wants to make it diverse. He wants,
1: <laughs> This I don't get. He doesn't have to be the lead. So what was this shit quote about? I don't get it.
0: Just to nail another part, of it, it just felt Hollywoodish to me, which is weird, because he's an actor, which is also weird, and that, and then it's probably just my base uh, bias of how it just feels weird if I'm trying to do, and I was something different and diverse and true. Is it a cop out to all of a sudden have Ryan Reynolds, not him, but you know, as the lead? felt a little disingenuous to me but
1: disingenuous what the fuck does that even mean he's saying dude? that
0: he like, doesn't want a lead white man to win this asian tournament okay but my, my that's where i'm bringing this up because to me this is a producer who doesn't even know the video game
1: no he obviously doesn't because then he would know all about johnny cage as well, a character
0: but it, it's not even that it's not even important because if he knew anything that it's a lou kang's movie it should be Liu Kang wins the first tournament. Liu Kang is the Earth Realms champion. Yeah. An Asian man, not a white man. Yes. A white man just helps.
1: But yes, it could. Okay. And to so say I'm, that
0: you can't have a white man as the guy that helps I, I is a little a, I'm bizarre.
1: Out of fucking loss. That's what I'm telling you. I mean, why couldn't he just be in there, you know, um, delivering Johnny Cage like, you know, banter, which would have been fucking great with him and Kano? Um, you know, just going back and forth. And then, you know, he's got Sonia, American, Jax, American. I don't understand what the big fucking deal is. Well, what an I asshole mean, that guy is. Well,
0: here's the funniest part, right? And the reason I wanted to bring all this up he's a white man.
2: It's Todd shocking. Gardner
0: is a white man. The director of this movie is a white man. The screenwriters are white men.
2: So, so was why he- are you talking
0: about diversity? When you didn't do anything diverse behind the scenes whatsoever, but you're worried about having a man, as your a white man, as your your male lead, is it, b- it's, baffling. It to sounds
1: me. to me that it's, he didn't want to disrespect the Asian community, but
0: but then he's already missing the point that's by right. not having either Liu Kang or Kung Lao as your main two characters.
1: Yeah, and if he knew anything about these video games, then he would know better than say something like that. And wasn't Ed Boon, didn't Ed Boone have anything to do with this one either? Uh,
0: of course, they have to talk about this movie, but I don't know how much in control of uh, licensed movies that the game developers are in charge of, because God. that's an outside source. You basically sell it off, and then you have some say. But for some reason, they were talked into having Cole Young, a, a new established character, be invented. Now, behind the scenes, when this all was coming out, and people were finding out that This guy, who is the main lead, was playing a new character. Everybody assumed that Cole Young was actually his alias, and that his screen name was going to be Johnny Cage. So everybody thought that this actor might actually be Johnny Cage, and that this might be the birth of Johnny Cage.
1: Louis Tan, the Asian man.
0: But you can see that that makes more sense of changing who, what, like the ethnicity of a character beyond just writing a new character in so no one believed that everybody's like well i can see now today that that would be more of a norm to change the ethnicity of this actor and make him whatever and then maybe but they did something completely different i
1: think both scenarios are terrible okay they both are We're creating a new character or replacing johnny cage as you know who johnny Cage i, I just is. don't
0: understand why cole young isn't just lou king Like, that's my big concern here. It's like, why wouldn't you just have your main character be Liu Kang? And it's Liu Kang's journey. Why did they think that establishing a brand new character to walk into this universe was a better idea than anything else? That's where my big concern is. Now, we follow this guy. And what we learn about this guy is that he has a family, which is already off-putting in a movie about fighting. And murder. Like, we're talking about, like, mortal combat to the the death.
1: Yeah, these people and are usually all single people on their own. Nomads, you know, wandering the With families the established
0: earth. later on.
1: Yes, yes. But yes, there's, they, no tie downs. There's, there's no tie-downs. There's no... There's
0: not a lot of tie-downs because the tie-down is we got to save the earth. That's enough. Yeah. But here we're ready set up with a family. And we find out that our main character gets his ass beat, that's his thing. He goes into these, uh, for $200, he does ring fights and gets his ass handed to him all the time. He won a belt once. He loses his match terribly. This guy who works at this uh, at the uh, the fight oh, place, yeah. he makes fun of him. Oddly enough, after the match, he uh, is sad, of course. His wife doesn't even stay around to watch him get his ass beat. Well,
1: I wouldn't either because no. he gets his ass
0: but his daughter has to watch the entire thing now i gotta question what this mother is thinking
1: you know i think i was gonna say that first of all this family gets on my last nerve they they really do like there's no need to throw in the um the wife and daughter scenario here at all we just didn't need it yeah but the fact that this little girl is his um ring coach or whatever you know mickey and rocky that's what she is and i'm just like what?
0: So his corner guy she's like little 12 daughter. years old
1: she's like a little kid yeah. and she's watching all this blood fly all over the watching place watching her
0: dad get demolished
1: yeah and like literally blood is flying all over the place and she gets in the ring after he taps out and, and he's spitting out blood everywhere and this is okay for this little girl yeah. like what, what kind of freaky mother are you like you don't stick around but you leave your little 12 year old daughter to clean up blood like, what kind or to of watch shit? Her,
0: her father get beat like yeah. it just seems very odd it, it is but after the match of course he's uh licking his wounds and the and he comes out and we see that Jax has shown up
1: yeah now I think this this casting is not bad
0: he's actually maybe one of the better parts yeah uh this actor is Mike what had mean? Mike had Brooks
1: <laughs> let me see Makad I think it's Macad McCod? McCod? Brooks. Okay. Macad. Where we know
0: him from is Supergirl is Jimmy Olsen. Yes. Uh, he got buff. When we heard that, when people heard that he was playing Jax, everybody was like, what?
2: Yeah. And then he showed skinny. some
0: pictures of himself. And yeah. everyone's like, holy shit, this guy got ripped. He, <laughs> he looks great really in really movie. Yeah.
1: He looks really good in this movie.
0: Um, he shows up to talk to Cole and ask him about his tattoo, which his daughter brings up. Uh, that he has a birthmark that looks like the dragon
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he says oh yeah let me see and he shows him and this is a weird like meeting for these two characters it it's is a so weird strange.
1: exchange yeah
0: now uh, his daughter or uh, cole's daughter also made a bracelet and he says what do you what'd you do what's that and she says, I made a strength break bracelet. And he's like, you just made that just now? Yes.
1: Well, please note that those colors are yellow and black, the colors of Scorpion's outfits. Yes, yes.
0: This all comes together <laughs> again. Yes. Uh, the reason I brought this up is don't literally... Don't it?
1: Notice that. <laughs> it
0: literally is a plot point here. Um,
1: like, oh my God, he is freaking Scorpion's in
0: So, so he <laughs> she puts that brand, band uh, on his arm. And Jax is like, I don't know how jacks knows to come here and i only think i can establish here is that i don't i, well, you know, I mean it's I not really hard to don't... find
1: people it seems like everybody is found instantaneously yeah i mean you know sub zero's going around finding people left and right and you know what he just he's well, got a map the, in his at head. least
0: that is uh there's reason to that there's a little bit of an explanation there but not much. It's a little weak. He's but has got a uh, little help this from one, Shang Tsung. Yes. This one's a little strange, though. So uh, so Cole and his family go out to get ice cream. I believe we get a cutscene scene of Outrealm? Outworld?
1: Outworld. I always
0: say Outrealm. I don't know why. You know, realm. This is
1: a failure for it's, you.
0: It's a lot of crazy because realm names. It's Outworld. It's Outworld. It's out-world Netherrealm. And, and an Earth Realm, Chaos Realm, I believe. Earth
1: Realm and Outworld is what you need to know. Here. I know. I just
0: keep mixing them all. I'm sorry. Stop it. You're gonna come for me. <laughs> get over oh, here, <laughs> <laughs> Come oh. here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, okay, we get like a shot, I believe, of the villains, and yeah. I think that Shang Song is talking about how the we, they need to stop. The tournament is coming, and they have to... And we actually got, I think, a title card that said the 10th tournament is at stake of the fate of the Earth. Yes. And I think that's their way of telling us everything we need to know in the movie. They're like, oh, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we already know what Mortal Kombat is. So. But,
0: I mean, for the people who did... Oh, there's a tor- tournament, and this is the 10th one, where Earth has lost nine, and if they lose this one, the outworld will invade earth
1: yes well in this shot we have shang Tsung, we have melina she's she's got the crazy mouth she's got a big old juicy booty too i had to make sure i say, that. say
0: that a lot yeah. because i was it like wow she has a
1: beautiful booty but anyway she um, was in
0: children of the corn remake that we just recently oh, watched I don't yes remember. Right. okay well um, S- uh, sissy stringer uh, oh
1: okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, she had, we actually watch her. It's actually a cool shot, choreography. I mean, uh, cinematography wise. Yeah. It's her walking over a hill, mm-hmm. doing her strut, and this is when you notice the butt.
2: I
1: couldn't help the it. The
0: strut butt, and then she walked over to Shang sun and she says to him, "The out uh, the." The Earthrealmers. are like moving. They're on their way of finding the thing, and then basically he's, we see that he's talking to like Sub Zero, and he tells Sub Zero that if the prophecy comes true and that the bloodline of Hasashi lives, that he will the prophecy is that the that bloodline will help save the earth in the tenth tournament.
1: Yeah. So what basically what that's he's saying specific. is there is a there's an ancestor floating around out and there. Some was and like and
0: just, that's impossible. You've
1: gotta get the ancestor. Get him. Go get, him. And, and Go by get the ancestor
0: and just to hammer all this in This is generations later, you
1: know. Okay, so we are. Yes, there is. I mean, we're talking when I say ancestors, I mean ancestors, okay, because that was a long ass time ago when um, Hanzo Hisashi got killed by by Sub Zero and his family. But the baby survived, so the baby went on to live and probably had family, and then they had a family, and the family carried on. It was a daughter,
0: so so, yeah, they had kids and they And so... We find out that a little bit later, but...
1: Yeah, but, um, you know, then we see they're having their little dinner, the family.
0: Uh, I just wanted to, real quick, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that now Sub-Zero is in full armor, and he has white eyes almost. Like, bluish-white eyes.
1: Yes, he doesn't look like um, Lin-Bay. What's his name?
0: Bai Han. Bai Han. Lin Kuei is the... Uh, Lin
1: Kuei. is people. Lin Kuei, sorry. He, yeah, Bai he Han. Did, he doesn't look like Bai Han anymore. He-, he
0: actually says, Shang Sun says, uh, Bai Han, and he goes, Bai Han is dead. I yes. am now Sub-Zero. I'm
2: Sub-Zero.
0: Yeah. I am no longer Bian I am Sub-Zero. The, the funny thing here is, you were talking about the um, last movies, you were talking about the outfits not being great. But I gotta say... This outfit is a little over the top. Too much maybe going on. They okay. could have dialed it back a little bit. They
1: could have dialed it back with the scales on the armor and There's all. There's a that. lot of
0: shoulder stuff There's going on. There's a
1: lot of shoulder stuff going on. I like his headpiece and his mask. That that looked cool. Yeah. However, I I, I will say this is a hundred percent. Um, you know, ten point upgrade from the last shit we saw in yes. the, the nineteen ninety seven movie with those freaking aerobics outfits that they were wearing. I mean, they were going to aerobics class. It was terrible. It was freaking <laughs> I, awful. I, it
0: looked a little more to the video game. Uh, I will say that uh, this uh, takes a lot of inspiration from the later games like X and Nine and X. Yeah, and so I get it. Ahanzo ah, later on looks exactly like one of the designs from X. But the problem is that they didn't take any of the designs of Sub-Zero. They just made him very scaled up and very, like, armory.
1: Yeah, I didn't get any of the hints of blue. Like, I feel like he should have had some blue. It's
0: dark. It's and He's all dark. I will say I think I kind of know why. And it's a little confusing. And that's why I'm a little sketchy on what they're planning here. But... Um, uh, we didn't point it out but uh Shang Song is now played by an actor named Chin Han and he uh was very into the uh getting into shape apparently he was very into um, stunt stuff
2: Okay
1: and, uh,
0: a lot of these people are very um, well known it, in stunt stuff
1: It doesn't seem like the actor playing Shang Song really did anything I mean yeah. he just stood there yeah. with his like you know weirdo he is look very, on his face
0: He he is very subdued in this film,
1: yeah, he didn't do anything, he just sent his minions. But, um, here back,
0: we're especially since we're used to what we got in Mortal Kombat 95, you kind of wanted that over the top, you know, really menacing Shang Tsung, and here he's just very that. subdued. Yeah, no,
1: he even had very well manscaped hairdo, and he, he just wasn't like. He didn't. He didn't have any menacing features about him. But anyway, getting back to Sub Zero.
0: Well, yeah, he he says he's now Sub Zero, and he leaves. And like we said, he's in all darks. And he said, "It's not possible. I killed the last of the um the you know, Hanzo Asashi's bloodline, and there is no way that the prophecy will come true." And he's like. But this, uh, soul, apparently, apparently, and this is, again, I don't know why Shang Tsung knows that this guy is a guy that they're looking for. For some really strange reason, they know that Jax and his partner are looking for Earthrealm heroes.
1: It's not established. We, they it's just not established, know everything. But the,
0: for some reason, the villains know. Like, Melina knew. Yeah, so, so he leaves through a portal. It's like a black portal. And that's when we see that cole has taken his family to go get ice cream and well, it's he's not inside snowing
1: with his wife they leave the kid outside and it starts snowing and she's just like oh my god look, like it's snowing it's snowing so obviously we know as the audience that we know what's coming and so then you see you you actually see the ice like ice is completely taking over this the, the asphalt and then totally consumes the table that this little girl is sitting at and cole sees it from inside the restaurant and he runs out he's like oh my god what's going on and then here comes uh i mean i don't know what he was thinking in, in this scene sub-zero but he starts like? flinging out
0: Ice cubes. Okay, this is one of those scenes where it looks cool, but we don't know why this is why?
1: happening. Why? Okay, so this is a character that literally has the ability to make a like a spear.
0: He makes a sword and a sword
1: out of ice and icicles Bass. that can take your freaking head off. But he chose to sprinkle some freaking hail on everybody, and so. Anyone that's around the restaurant starts scattering. The whole restaurant, the glass, just like ices up, and then you see Cole and his wife run out, and Jax pulls up immediately and says, "Get in." So then, Scorpion, I'm sorry, Sub Zero, <laughs> Sub Zero, well, then just completely like flings out some more ice cubes on this car. Well, what's
0: happening here is that he's made it. It started snowing. Yeah. And so he's freezing the snow, the flakes in the air into ice balls, and he's, he keeps slamming them. And I will say that this one dude in the street gets hit with the hail in the head, and he's like, he looks like he's instantly. I mean, murdered. yes, but but then he keeps doing it, and really funny is there's no momentum behind the snowballs because they're hitting Jax's car and not breaking any of the windows.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. Then you do see the dents on Jax's car. You okay. see the dents but on why the side is the of the window car?
0: smashing and he's he's right. throwing ice bricks at this thing. This is the
1: stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like why
0: Again, y- it looks cool, but it doesn't yes, make sense.
1: But you have the opportunity to take them out right there. Yeah. You could literally make a freaking icicle the size of a building and you choose to fling some ice cubes at them. Yeah. It, it was okay because movie. Yes. So they get away, um they run, they they drive, they drive out of there. They but Jax of course,
0: well it doesn't matter cuz Sub-Zero is just right there all the time.
1: Yeah, he's always there so Jax stops the car because Sub-Zero is right there in front of the car and he gets out with a gun. Well, what do you think you're doing with a gun, Jax?
0: Well, he tells them to run, save his family, yeah. look for a person named Sonia Blade at some junkyard and uh i'll hold him off
1: so he take they take the car the family it's uh cole and his family they take the car and then Jax is left here with sub-zero by the way
0: i just gotta throw this out there the reason that this happens is because uh jack says it's the tattoo i also have one yes and you're not alone it's not a birthmark we all have this and the people who have them are being hunted and he's like, that's impossible. I, I've had this since I was a baby. And he's like, I haven't. So he's like, go find Sonny Blade. I'm going to hold off this dude. Now what do you think?
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, oh, poor Jax.
0: Well, yeah, this actually is a great scene.
1: Yeah. Well, This feels
0: like Mortal Kombat more than a lot of this movie does.
1: It, it does. It yeah. and, and, and I feel really bad for this character. But, yeah, so obviously we know that Jax in, in the video games has robot arms or... Uh, I guess enhanced, robotically enhanced arms. Well, and
0: Armageddon, I mean uh, the last one. Oh, I see
1: what you did. You said Armageddon.
0: Oh my God! Oh, jeez.
1: I'll tell you, it's it is quackers.
0: So yeah, I mean, uh, I in the last movie, it was called Armageddon, right though. (laughs) Was it not? No.
1: What was the last it's one called? Annihilation.
0: Annihilation. How
1: dare you? Oh, my
0: God. I'm getting video games mixed up. I think one of the video games I Armageddon.
1: think you said Armageddon on
0: purpose. I didn't, but uh, I wish I did. <laughs> you no, know, in that last movie, he he had enhanced arms, which he's supposed to have robot mm-hmm. arms. They were ripped off in one of the games, and he does have implants. Uh, so, and here, they're trying to do that right. They're not going to do, no, I have... Uh, upgrades, uh, he needs them. Yeah. Because they, this fight goes down. This is a badass. That They they film this in a fact. Like, he goes into a warehouse.
1: Yeah, but he first tries to shoot Sub-Zero, which I think is amazing, because what do you think happens? He freezes the goddamn gun. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I, was gonna, I wanted to point this mm-hmm. out. Before Sub-Zero even does that, uh, Jax is walking around this warehouse looking for Sub-Zero. I don't know why Sub-Zero just wouldn't keep going after Cole. No, no,
1: no, It looks like a ice castle.
0: Yeah, it starts freezing, but before he, uh, he walks past a wall of graffiti... And it's the actual move set of uh, uh, Sub-Zero's ice shot. His oh, ice ball. Oh,
1: I didn't even yeah. notice
0: that. It's like the actual directional
2: oh, um, that's input really, to that's put in your controller. Cute. And then
0: that's when uh, Sub-Zero freezes the room, and they have a fight, and it's badass. And like you said, he tries to shoot the gun square in his face. Yeah. And I, I love uh, Joe Taslim here. He's, he's great. He keeps doing this eye thing where he does this thing where he looks at it like on the side of it mm-hmm. but he actually freezes the bullet in air and just looks at it it's like um imagine michael myers when he stabs somebody yeah. and he just stares at it for a little bit like yeah. he's interested in what he has made
1: he does that like head tilt like, i love i love it curious. I,
0: I don't know I, he does it a lot in this movie and it's actually great i, I don't i don't know it just kind of works it's really menacing and he also has amazing eyebrows yeah he does and they're really thick in certain spots and they make it a very like a lot of expression yeah uh, but, yes, they have this badass fight. And uh, the two actors are great. And, and this is a really funny uh, behind the scenes. Uh, the actor playing Jax said that he made the mistake of watching The Raid because he knew he had to do this stunt fight with him. Uh-huh. And he said, I made the mistake of going to see his other movie, The Raid, and I should not have d- done that <laughs> because, holy shit, the work that they put in. And uh, actually, uh, uh, so the actor playing Sub-Zero The director had to ask him, can you slow it down? You're going so fast, my camera's not picking it up.
2: Wow. Like, he's
0: moving so quick. But that's just a lot to do with the director not being able to keep up with the stunt guy, you know. that's amazing. But, yeah, they have this great thing. And, of course, it ends with Sub-Zero freezing Jax's arms. And ripping them off.
1: I mean, this was gory.
0: It's awesome. It
1: up. was really rad. Like you can see how, like, when he does the arm thing, like he's starting to slowly freeze from his fingers all the way up to
0: his yes. arms. It looks painful. And
1: it looks so painful, and the blood is coming through. You can see it under the ice. Yes. And uh, oh my god, it was it was really cool.
0: And then Did you, you know. notice that he kept doing that thing where he froze his shoulder blades and kept slapping them?
1: Yeah. Like he was like giving
0: him ice burns on the yes. shoulders. I was like, that's cool. It was
1: like Damn, it was
2: brutal. Just little
0: things like that. I was like, that's some pretty cool little detail work yeah. they're doing here.
2: And he but snaps the them off. The funniest
0: part here is after he breaks his arms off, Jax falls face first into what looks like rebarb. It's,
1: it's rebar. Yeah. And and he falls like with his entire... Like, I said rebarb. Is, that, is not... that a new pie? I think so. Rebarb <laughs> pie? <laughs> Get your life together, man. It's rebar. I love it. Rebarb. This is Scott's uh, mispronounce, mispronouncing. Oh,
0: this is the new. This is the always the show. Oh my god! So anyways anyway, has, so anyway, so he, he falls into the rebar. Jack should be dead.
1: Jack's, I mean, crushed. I mean, just his entire right side of his body, his ribs, his chest cavity would be gone. Be gone. And he already has no arms, so uh, he yeah, he, he has
0: frozen just, arms. He should also have um,
1: frostbite. Frostbite.
0: He should be uh, hypothermia. He should be dead. Yeah, like, and he
1: fell flat on his face. Fizz. of cement below. I was like, "Oh my God!" But we know that he's not dead. I of mean, we just not. know he's not. Yeah. So oh, I was like, I felt so bad for that actor. Though I was like, "Oh damn!" Yeah. Like he's oh shit. <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, so of course, uh, Cole is able to hide his family. I, I think a little at their cabin. House. like
1: they have like a like a little cabin, like
0: a yeah. They have a place somewhere. They seem yeah. to have some money enough, and they he hid them, and he went. He's like, I have to find out what's going on because the tattoo thing's too crazy. I have to find the Sonia Blade, and of course he does with no problem at a junkyard. He goes in, he sneaks in. Sonia is able to fight him down. He he gets beat throughout this whole movie.
1: He really does. Well, she kicks his ass because she doesn't know who he is right off the bat. Yeah, and he says. Uh, you know, he my shows name the tattoo, and I was told Cole by Jack to find you. Yeah, so Jack sent him, and so she's this. This is the most amazing scene to me in the movie because it's just so mind-boggling how much Sonya knows.
0: Yes, I'm
1: like, you have to be kidding me. So she takes him inside, and he's and he, she's telling him all about Mortal Kombat.
0: She's the forced exposition.
1: Oh my character. God! I mean, she knows everything. She has a whole wall of even a picture of hanzo hisashi yeah, on there like
0: ancient stuff
1: ancient stuff it, it turns I out mean, she
0: does not have the tattoo
1: no she doesn't have the tattoo Which, by the
0: way the tattoo is but, the Mortal mortal combat symbol the dragon
1: yes it is just to
0: point this out and then yeah
1: and then she doesn't have it. she doesn't have it but who does have it is her prisoner who we see is sitting there locked in chains and that's kano with his wisecracking smart ass comments which are fucking awesome
0: yeah and i will say that she points out she doesn't have it Jax has it and they didn't find out about it until they found a person who was superhuman powers mm-hmm. that they fought with their their apparently worked for the special forces unit of the government mm-hmm. although they're working out just in a bunker in a shit like uh what is it? It's a junkyard. Like a, it's like a
1: junkyard, like a trailer in the and a middle junkyard. In the middle
0: of nowhere, and it's just Jax and her, and there's nobody else working with them. And they have a prisoner, like you said. And, of course, she says, oh, this is Keno. He, uh, before we could get to this other person with this tattoo, he slit his throat. And now that tattoo went on to him.
1: Yeah, so he assumed the, <laughs> I called it the chai. Um, it is not the chai. The re- um, rebar. It's not rebarb, it's chai rebarb pie. Um, (laughs) no, it's called arcana,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, no, I don't even know if they know that
1: yet, they don't get told this until later on. What it means is that, well, hit the powers that. Uh, the, the powers of the person that he, Kano, killed went into him. And so he, he assumed... He doesn't the,
0: know that yet. They don't know right. any of that. They just know that this tattoo visibly came onto his body yes. after he slit the throat of another guy who had that tattoo. After
1: he killed somebody. And they're trying
0: then. to figure out what it all means and what it means for Jax. And now they know that people are coming to kill the people with the tattoo. And Kano, now you were about to say, is hilarious he in this film
1: amazing in this movie
0: kano and and this is the problem and i think this is, goes into the johnny cage uh thing that we read i read here from this uh this producer i think they were like we can't have the white male hero but what if we have the white male bad guy asshole he's as a side such character such
1: an asshole but because he's so funny
0: he is probably all the things that you want johnny cage to say like the funny stuff that Johnny Cage would say in this movie, it, it this is the oddest thing ever. Kano is the one that says all of the shit we're thinking. Okay, that's far enough, MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. And all of the crazy shit that no one would say out loud. Yeah. What do I mean, Gandalf? What does my fortune cookie say? <laughs> He's like the Larry David of bad guys. Excuse me. Where is it? Uh, you got a pen? You want to write this down? Get fucked. And uh, this guy is... He, he he is killing it. He's the first Australian to actually play him, although the character was an Australian in the beginning. Uh, his name is Josh Lawson, and uh, he's done a lot of TV, but for some reason, I don't know how we don't know this guy more because he's killing it.
1: He's amazing at this role.
0: He, still, he I would say that in this movie, Jax and Kano, for some reason, steal every scene they're in.
1: They really do, yeah. They yeah, do.
0: And and uh, what an odd thing to like the villain more than the hero.
1: I know. That's true. That I mean, is odd. I didn't even care about Sonya in this, and I'm supposed to, but I care I I'd like I didn't to have mind you...
0: her in this though. No, I mean she's
1: okay, but yeah, I, I... We
0: didn't talk about her. Yeah, I forgot about uh what the actress that's playing her. What's her name? Uh Jessica McNee. Mc- okay. McNammy? Jesus, I've probably been totally butchering all these names. She was in the Meg
1: oh okay yeah she's really pretty i think she yeah she's-, she's
0: also in a great horror movie called the loved ones which i think that a lot of people haven't seen another australian flag.
1: oh yeah we saw that one
0: yeah this movie was filmed in australia which is a rarity it doesn't happen very often they filmed a, like big budget anyways it's like a big budget american film done in australia very rare and a lot of these people are australian the director a lot of this cast and crew mm-hmm. so that's pretty neat um but yeah, she's actually not bad, but, like we said, she's forcing the exposition, and, and Kano is just stealing every scene as he's being locked up. Yep. And, of course, at the same time, Shang Sun is told that they are together, and that he's going to send... A reptile? Reptile. He has a name in this. They call him Saizo? I, and that, I don't th- even know this what is they a new, call him. I, I don't know if this is a new thing, or it's always been established lore. I didn't know this, but... Now I'm hearing it more and more. I, I've recently, especially with this new game coming out. Uh, yeah, we're going to send the, he said the reptilian or something like that. So said, said the reptilian or whatever. Send yeah. him. And that's when we get reptile attacks them in their little bunker.
1: So he's like going out of being um, invisible and also coming into um, like, you know.
0: Corporeal form. Like he's in yeah. his, his actual form and he is a full monster in this he's not a ninja anymore he is in full lizard he like lizard humanoid form
1: he looks like in shin godzilla when like he was still like you know
0: <laughs> one of the forms in that yes he's like a crocodile like man a little bit like of uh like a killer croc
1: yeah he, he he didn't look too good i didn't like you that. don't like
0: him that's no even the newest game has used this form as they're now I don't like him. him. It,
1: it's weird. It, it, but it's a big change from, you know, Mortal Kombat well, not one. now we are
0: used to. We were <laughs> kind of used to that that green ninja skin
1: yeah.
2: that
0: has like a hidden lizard underneath. Yeah. Yeah. here he's full on lizard man and he's constantly invisible and they have to fight him off. And Kano is freed. There's a lot of funny shit here like uh, Sonia throws a knife into his leg. Mm-hmm. by accident he says you did that on purpose
1: yeah so you that's know? another thing i have to say <laughs> so the, if kano actually kills uh reptile he finally does they and, break um, him free
0: he does he kill does kill reptile.
1: him finally but the whole entire place goes up in flames and all of sonya's like years and years of research on the mortal Kombat tournament is is completely destroyed but it's just shocking to me like how do you know all of this like how do you know any of this you know it's just yeah, so she's, bizarre she's,
0: she's like we we've been doing years and years of uh, of uh detective work basically on this on the people who have this and things that have happened around these people and it, it's just ridiculous it, it's so odd it and is of course she's like where's Jax? i don't know he stayed behind the fight oh okay
1: Yeah, also, it should be noted that Kano has his entire face slashed, like, across his face, where, like, he is, like. um, Reptile. Yeah, literally, like, I mean, just, it looks like a piece of meatloaf. Like, you know, like. It actually
0: looks good. He looks like he had a werewolf attack on the face. Yeah. He's he's got a big slash across his face. Still
1: making jokes.
0: He says, uh, uh, and now I got this barely visible scar."
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, Is you can this... hardly notice it, you know? And, and he's like, yeah, it's all because of you, Sonia, because you dragged me here and I got involved in this. Yeah, and...
0: can we say how he kills Ratile?
1: Oh, my God. So he literally puts his entire hand through his chest and rips out his heart. It's this huge, like, it looked like a slimy black heart. Yes. And he rips it out and then he makes like a one-liner after that. And that he was says...
0: Like, Kano wins.
1: Yeah, Kano wins. I was like, oh God, if he said flawless victory, I'm out.
0: <laughs> I thought he was gonna crush his heart and say flawless victory.
1: Oh Jesus, but yeah. So the three of them. Um, this is now Sonia with Kano and um, Cole.
0: Well, they're right? they're in front of the place while it's burning, and he he says he's out, and they mention Shang Tsung. For some reason, Sonia knows about him, and Kano says, oh oh, Shang Tsung's temple. Mm-hmm. where people apparently go to prep for fighting or something like that i don't really understand any of that but uh keno goes oh i know that place yeah i do dealings there
1: he knows how to yeah and he goes what? she goes
0: wait can you show us where it is and he goes no why would i help you and she's like i can give you a million dollars
1: no she says two million dollars $2, okay now mind you she lives in this little that's what he said junkyard trailer okay and he's like well how are you gonna give me two million dollars look, look at this shithole and she's like hey i grew up here and and he goes okay fine three million she's like okay yeah. so the three of them this is my favorite he
0: spits on a gnome though I, we have to point that out because it does come back okay so there's a a, garden gnome. Gnome, a little
1: garden gnome outside <laughs> of the little trailer and he spits on it yeah. for whatever reason just to be a dick
0: we she's like how are you gonna get us there and he says, "Oh, I got somebody." And then they take a shitty ass plane. Yes, and a have shitty to ass plane. The, uh, yes, parachute out of it.
1: Yes. So then they, you see them walking through the desert. Now, mind you, he has just received a spear or a machete through his leg prior to yes. this scene, and he does not even have a limp.
0: Yes, and also I will I will point out that a reptile fucked up Cole and Sonia.
2: Yeah. They, they're,
0: like, could not fight Reptile, but Kano could. Mm-hmm. Just, again, I want to point out that Cole just keeps getting his ass beat, and hes mm-hmm. they're fine. And yeah. he just jumped out of an airplane. It was the first time Cole's ever jumped out of an airplane. He actually got pushed.
1: Yeah, what's amazing about it, though, is he still has three huge, deep lacerations across his head. And he jumps out into the desert. Open wounds and all, and no limp when he received a machete through his leg that Sonya threw.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: he's fine. Did you notice a limp? Because I I didn't notice a limp. I actually
0: forgot. It's just one of those movies where you keep forgetting about all the things that have just happened in the movie. Oh,
1: my God. It was ridiculous. I, I, I was like, you know what? Let me just wait until we podcast to bring this up. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
0: Well, it's perfect timing. They landed in the right area when they did their jump. Because in the sunset, here comes Liu Kang.
1: It's a beautiful shot.
0: It's a beautiful shot. And then we have Liu Kang talk. And it's not so beautiful (laughs) anymore.
1: Okay, can I just say something? And I'm not trying to be mean here. But this actor cannot deliver a line at all.
0: I don't think he can act. His face. he, (sighs) He keeps looking around like he's lost.
1: He he doesn't understand where he is, but like the thing about it is like I don't understand why the production like why did why can't you just hire a stunt guy that can act?
0: Yeah, he's a stunt actor. This is a a this is a legendary guy. This is one of Jackie Chan's stunt people. Uh, yeah, this and also really fun fact is he's the real cousin to the actor who plays Kung Lao.
1: Oh my god! And they both
0: worked with Jackie Chan. On his team.
1: Oh boy! Well, that's amazing. And, uh, and this
0: guy's fit. He's you know, he, is he is great. He very he's, short, though.
1: He's a great martial artist. He's small, which we know. That's he might know. be
0: Jackie Chan stunt level because they're the same height. Yeah,
1: almost. yeah. He he's he's definitely um he's built, and he's a good martial artist. He's really yeah. good, but he just can't deliver a line at all. So. Thank God for Kano in this scene because he just starts making one-liners, just jokes.
0: He calls him MC Hammer because of his pants.
1: Yeah, he calls him MC Hammer. It's so then At one point, he calls him... What does he call him? Um, Gandalf at one point. He calls him
0: Harry Potter because he shoots fire. Yeah, he calls
1: him Harry Potter. Like, it was just... The, the one-liners on Kano, I it's, think, help save the movie. It's
0: so dirty, too.
1: Because, yeah, he's... We're,
0: we're going to say, we, we forgot the point out, but Jax, you actually said during the movie, like, it's so weird to hear these characters cursing. Because yeah. Jack drops f bombs like crazy. Oh my
1: That's god, really... he's mfers all over yeah. the place. and it's and... actually
0: great later on.
1: Yeah, it's really weird though because like I just feel like it's out of place a little bit. I don't know why.
0: It... The six tours, motherfucker. I as it went on, I liked it more and more. It's even it, that, it. What I love, and I I don't know this. I couldn't find any information how much of this um, Kano's uh, all of his lines are made up. Because they're so friggin' funny and they come so often that it seemed like he must have been making these up as he went along. Yeah. Uh, and, well, yeah. They, they we, probably
1: said go crazy.
0: Yeah, I, they would have to because they did that in their 95 one. I, I don't really know. But I, I will say yeah. that Kano, Sonia, and Cole are the good actors here. Because when we follow Luke Kang back to their base, they have a base of operations and it's where they, they train. It's Raiden's Temple, apparently. Yeah. That's where we we'll also meet Kung Lao, is also there. And they basically tell them that they're the Earthrealm champions, and they have been working under Raiden. Now, again, this is one of those movies that there's Earthrealm champions, a tournament's coming up, and they have to train. It's the fate of the world, but nobody has told the champions. <laughs> I don't fucking understand this shit. <laughs> Like, what the fuck?
2: And, and no one
0: hate, hey, Cole, by the way, you're a special bloodline, oh my
2: God. and you're
0: very, very important to the finding. they this saying, we're not going to tell you the last minute. We're going to let someone come and try to kill you. I know, and the Doesn't best is, like,
1: you. his family was, their lives were at stake, and, and you know, they were almost killed by <laughs> By Sub-Zero. And no one would tell this guy, yeah. like, hey, you're a special person.
0: <laughs> Sonya and Jax have figured out the Earthworm tournament better than Raiden, the guy who's trying to get Earth saved. Oh, my is God. Is actually doing his job.
1: That is so true. Like, Raiden's supposed to be, like, Why is, all-knowing.
0: Yeah, Raiden. I would say that Raiden is a giant asshole in this film. You know, I, like, I, he really is. This is one of my biggest problems. The characters in this movie, the lore, the establishment of these characters is completely frustrating I it angers me every time someone shows up uh raiden he's just a jerk he doesn't seem to help he doesn't tell anybody anything he doesn't actually stop anything he puts them in danger constantly mm-hmm. without saving anybody mm-hmm. i don't understand his he, character
1: because he picks and chooses what he wants to get involved in yes so like what it, kind of shit like, he makes
0: up shit later on yeah
1: it's yeah. A, oh my god yeah, and,
0: and so i will say that we're introduced to finally one of the better parts kung lao this yeah. actor uh
1: max Wang. yeah
0: so yeah uh, we're introduced to kung lao and he is great name is kung lao descendant of the great kung lao the grand champion of the order of light never heard of him I fucking like, love Kung Lao. He's actually great.
1: He's like he, the, one of the, my favorite fighters in, in Mortal Kombat. I, I don't know why I like him funny so much. he
0: always gets killed in the games. You know
1: what? He does and it's But he has that really cool move with like he throws his hat. And I always ask you, and this is stupid maybe, but like, I always wonder why he doesn't cut his hand open when the hat comes back to him.
0: It's the, And also how does it come back to him? It's the same thing with Captain America. You got, I said... Just imagine Captain America's shield. It seems to be able to cut things, also being caught. It's Well,
1: I, this who, thing could take knows? someone's head off, as we know. But I don't know. It's pretty cool. It, he's a pretty cool character. And I like his outfit.
0: And he, they, they went to town. His outfit looks great. His yep. hat is great. They even do the uh, jump in out of a portal thing yeah. with a kick. And uh, the actors, the stunt guy, he's fantastic he's at awesome. it. He's actually kind of fun, too. It, it's, a, it's a shame that... Uh, lu kang isn't there especially since and you can see why like man they don't like these other characters and that's why they introduced cole as a yeah. new character, as your main character because it doesn't seem like they like these characters very much
1: lu kang is so cool too like yeah. he's a really cool yeah.
0: character especially since the actor in 95 is perfect
1: <gasps> he was he had that glorious head of hair yeah
0: he's not he's really great at it and and here it just very corny and they're delivering lines of dialogue. You start laughing very hard at some of this. I oh thought you were going to break it up because they're they're basically saying crazy shit. They start talking about how the people who have the tattoos have something called Arcana, mm-hmm. and Arcana is a it's the movie's way of explaining superpowers. So when the characters in the video game seem to have powers, they're going to establish it that it is this this mystical force and then when someone gets killed by a person they lose in a tournament or a fight they pass on their arcana to the winner
1: yeah so that's just like their way of saying that they have abilities
0: but this is also sus because i will say that you're telling me that none of these people with the tattoos ever lose a fight because cole loses Constantly.
1: Yes, but can I ask you a question? So this is what I didn't understand about the tattoos being transferred. So Kano got his tattoo because he
0: murdered someone. I think you have to kill the person to yes, get their tattoo. Which seems so, really fucked up for Earthrealm.
1: I don't understand. So if Cole has this tattoo because he's a dis- like a direct descendant of Hanzo Hisashi. Yes. Hanzo Hisashi was a good person. And so he he's a direct descendant of that. What we see of Hanzo Hisashi, he was a good person okay, back then. Yeah. Okay. What we I see mean, of him
0: ran a ninja clan, but okay, go ahead.
1: Well, yes. Well, you know, but he seemed to be a good person.
0: Okay, whatever. <laughs> go ahead. So
1: just say that oh, he wasn't pure evil, right? But Kano is evil and he received the gift of an ability from another person that he murdered. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like that. that's like completely dishonorable like how are you giving uh, that, someone a gift like that that's a murderer
0: that's what i just said i, I was saying that it seems very suspicious that the earth realm heroes kill to pass on a thing yeah. why would that be a thing why would that why does that work how does that work why would raiden okay this why would the elder gods yeah i don't really understand any of this and i also don't understand almost anything that happens in this film around this area because why are outworld able to attack earth realmers before the tournament
1: yeah but that's what they that's what raiden says raiden tells shang song it, it is you cannot do doesn't this it make sense you cannot do this you cannot come and in if here, shang
0: Tsung says oh wait there's no rules on attacking outside the tournament i'm like
1: how is that fair? Well, then what's the point and of
0: the tournament? Also, why is Shang Sun and Outworld able to invade virtually?
1: Right. That's what they're doing. They're coming they're in invading. and they're picking them off one by one, the people with the tattoos
0: yeah, that are the chosen this ones. This is the moment where every time they come in, Raiden should stop them. He right. doesn't do anything until the end of the movie where he goes, no, you're out of here.
1: Yeah. And like, I'm like, what?
0: Why is so No, okay? he puts a
1: spell on the temple to keep them safe and to keep Shang Yeah, but my power. point
0: is, if they beam in, Outworlders shouldn't be able to beam in.
1: No, they shouldn't. Although it's I like...
0: question why Baihan Sub-Zero is in Outworlder now. We don't know that. And we also don't know why he's still alive all these generations.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Like he
0: got everlasting life from killing Hanzo. Well, I don't know.
1: That's not what they show. And also for the people that don't know anything about Mortal Kombat at all, they will be asking, okay... What's going on here? Like, how, how is he still alive? It's just centuries old. Like, it, what is going on?
0: It's so strange. It doesn't make sense. And again, this is another one of those movies where the tournament doesn't even matter. I I really don't understand the Mortal Kombat lore in the sense that if there's a tournament mm-hmm. and it's called Mortal Kombat and it's like a like it's supposed to be all around this tenth tournament, why not just make the movie about the tournament? Why make it about? No, people are just going to come and attack right. them. Well, like, at why? Why make this happen? In
1: the first movie, um, back in nineteen ninety-five, they at least tried that. They did the tournament, and and they did what they were supposed to do. In this, they're like, oh no, we're just going to come in when we feel like it and beat your ass. Yes. I don't understand. And 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 then he sends he Shang Tsung sends his goons out, you know, to take them out like Reptile, and um, I don't know if this has happened yet, but Goro.
0: That hasn't happened but yeah that hasn't happened he actually starts now that they're training and there's yeah. this whole thing where the heroes are training to get the arcana and he's like each car- each one of you that have a symbol and Sonya, you don't have one you're not worthy get out of here yeah they're virtually like telling like, f- that and by the way Jax is now mysteriously here with robot arms
1: okay so yeah, the, I was laughing my ass off because I couldn't believe that they gave him literally these stick robot arms, like you know in in uh, Terminator One, you yeah. know, like the yeah, like those robot arms. And I was like, oh my god, this can't be right. You know, I I I saw this movie before and I totally forgot that it it does not end there. But yeah. I was like, oh, this looks so goofy.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's odd that so they're saying that Raiden went and got him.
1: Yeah, but how did he But
0: didn't stop sub zero from attacking.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. It doesn't he make any sense. He shows up at the strangest times where he's not needed at all and then when he is needed, he just says, Oh, I can't interfere. What are you
0: what is wrong with you? Yeah. He at one point he actually says, I I can't I can't interfere all the time. I can save humans, but I can't save them all.
1: Oh, my God. Like, well, you maybe couldn't save the one you guy that save was one, one of your heroes? Yeah, you can save one.
0: Yeah, It's like you couldn't stop Jax from getting attacked by Sub-Zero? Like, why? You couldn't save Hanzo from Wait. getting killed by Sub-Zero? I don't really this understand it.
1: motherfucker shows up five minutes after the fight.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, shit.
1: After everyone's already dead. I'm like, oh, gee, thanks for stopping by, Raiden. Yes. Yeah. Would you like some, some rhubarb pie?
0: Big old stick of rhubarb pie. Yeah,
1: some rhubarb. Rhubarb. Rhubarb pie re- with some chai. I
0: actually said the right thing this time. Rhubarb. Re- <laughs> you said rhubarb. Rhubarb.
1: Rhubarb. We said rhubarb pie with some chai. So,
0: so they're training. And the whole thing is that we're told that. And, and really weird is that Luke Kent is saying, like, his master was by bar- Baracho. Which is a video game character, and that's odd. And then you have to question, well, where's your master now?
1: Yeah, never isn't is, training we, with him they never anymore?
0: And, and they met Raiden, and then they joined Raiden, and he gained a brother in Kung Lao. And they joined to serve under Raiden. Now, I guess they've been training and working on their fighting skills all this time, but never went and got these people to train with them, like Jax or Cole. And that's right. really odd. Or the guy that Kano killed. We don't know any of those characters. And also the the character that Jax killed right? when they were Sonya and him fought him. So that, I don't know who these people were, but I don't understand why they never searched them out. Especially since Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero seem to find anybody they want anytime. Why isn't Raiden getting these people and bringing them to Kano out? I
1: don't get either. So, it's like, so he has like the worst timing of yeah. all... Time.
0: So Jax is in a medical bay, and he's uh, crying about his new arms, and he doesn't, you know, whatever. And at the same time, the villains all get together. Now, Shang Tsung has like a little a little meeting
2: little on a posse. bridge,
0: and he calls in his uh, Batwoman, which is Nataro. Uh, he calls in uh, Reiko, which is a giant guy with a hammer. Um, he calls in Kobal,
1: Oh, Cabal, that's one I couldn't think who of. Who
0: is a uh, speedster. It's like a Darth Vader speedster guy, like a Boba Fett.
1: He said he, that Kano is the one that put him in the um, iron lung.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, it, by any chance. Now, I will. I want to say this. I think they did, out of all of these characters, Cabal looks and acts pretty cool, interesting. I actually think he looks decent, and I'm shocked how much they put into even doing him. Mm -hmm. They actually gave him some scenes and they gave him a really funny voice actor. Uh, He's actually really fun. And he says, hey, when you were over there, did you see a guy named Kano? Because he's a jackass and he's the one who put me in this iron lung Mm
2: -hmm. and you'd
0: really like him. So he's basically saying, hey, I know a way in where we can stop the heroes and kill them by just having kano sell them out yeah Uh, and and i guess that that happened because uh they tried to invade this place once before and that's when raiden made a shield around this base and uh they saw them and by the way kano tried to steal uh shinox uh the main villain of the whole like franchise one of the big bad guys his amulet is in this place and he tries to steal it there's all these references they actually show uh night wolf on a painting on the wall and they show all these other yeah, characters I did see on the wall. That, yeah. it looks like a Kotal there's a lot of stuff in there if you're a video game fan but um but this is all odd because they're the the heroes are really trying to uh get them to get these arcanas and of course cole sucks and he keeps getting his ass beat and um really funny is that Kano is the first one to achieve getting unlocking his arcana. Although he is like terrible fighter.
1: He's a terrible fighter, but he's like such an asshole. Like, you almost don't want him to have anything. And, like, the way he treats everybody, they were sitting around eating dinner, and he was saying to Kung Lao, can can you pass...
2: Can can
1: you pass the freaking dumplings or whatever? And he called him Kung Pao. And, like, he's just the most disrespectful asshole of all time. And he's the one that gets his chai first. I mean, like, it's insane.
0: His chi. He achieves his chi.
1: I like his chai
0: it's a he didn't get any like a tea sent to him um
1: I, I i wanted to say arcana but i meant to say i couldn't say arcana so i because I, I forgot that was the word and i wanted to say chi but because i'm always thinking about lattes this is the the, the life of a fat girl
0: oh
1: god but yeah anyway so, so chai. no
0: i well look This is really actually one of the weird times that the heroes actually do the right thing. Kung Lao and Liu Kang are smart enough that they know that pissing him off is Kano's thing Mm -hmm. and that the arcana seems to be unlocked through whatever your thing is. And so they know that pissing off Kano will unlock whatever the hell's going on. And sure as shit, he gets so mad, he shoots one laser beam out of his eye.
1: Yeah, which I think is pretty funny because it was
0: all over a dumpling. Yeah, he was like, oh, "Give it was my like,
1: fucking dumpling."
0: I think it was an egg roll, and he was like, "Give me oh, those egg damn egg roll."
1: Egg rolls, egg rolls. It was goddamn egg roll! Um, and, then, and then Kung Lao would not pass the fucking egg roll so yeah, he, he
0: actually ate him it. On yeah. and he ate
2: it. it but was they did funny.
0: it. They, they actually worked. They actually <laughs> taunted him into agreeing, and it worked. And he's like, "Oh shit! I got laser beams. It's a lot cooler than throwing a hat." That was fucked up. I'm yeah. Like,
1: first of all, so, he's awesome with that hat.
0: Yeah. And now this makes the other guys even worse looking, that they can't unlock their powers.
1: Yeah. So um, we're still waiting on, um, we're still waiting on Cole.
0: And Jax. And Jax. Still haven't unlocked our powers. And Sonya's just, like, hanging out.
1: Yep. She's got really nothing to do. Yeah.
0: And uh, so, of course, this makes Cole go cry in a corner. And that's when Raiden's like, go home. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what? You're really disappointing. Yeah. And he's like, I'll give you a lightning. Go home to your family.
1: He's such an asshole. So,
0: Jack's, uh, so he leaves. Cole, of course, Cole, um, Sony's like, don't give up.
1: And Cole's, and Cole's like, like Yeah,
0: I'm out. <laughs> and he goes back to his family. And exactly at that same time, Kano and it sees Cabal through the uh, shield. And Cabal talks him into betraying all of them for money.
1: Of course he does. And
0: so he does. He uses his new eyeball blast to shoot the thing that's making the field. Because for some reason, Raiden just goes away constantly. Yeah, never shows up again. Ra-
1: Raiden doesn't seem to need to uh, linger about. Yeah, he, he never,
0: He's never teaching anybody. No, he doesn't give any lessons. No. He doesn't give any uh, inspiration.
1: Just pops in, you know, yeah. when he feels like it after he's done having his dinner.
0: Apparently.
1: He, and he don't so not give a shit.
0: The thing's down, and that's when all of the villains come to... Uh, invade them and kill these guys basically this is the scene in the movie where it establishes that everybody is going to unlock their powers Mm -hmm. by forced you know reasons Mm -hmm. and it just again shows that the villains just keep doing stupid shit like trying to cheat around that thing if they just did the tournament normally they probably would have won
1: yeah, it seems like the whole movie is the tournament because they just don't stop coming.
0: They just don't stop it's coming. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, what is this? Like, you're, you're supposed to leave them alone. It's like the Karate Kid. No more ass whoopings for Daniel until the tournament, <laughs> till the All Valley <laughs> tournament. So he says, true. "Okay, leave. We you know leave little Prince Princey Pesa alone to, to train. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to let them train, and they're supposed to have a freaking tournament. But Sheng Song, who thinks he, you know, he's just the freaking it over there. He's just, you know, big kahuna. Thinks he's just going to do whatever he wants to do. It's not fair. This is trash. It's
0: not fair. It's not fair. It's not George fair. Glass. George Glass. Um, so, yeah, you're right. And, and of course, this just leads to a whole bunch of fights.
1: Yeah, when and- we see Kung Lao get his soul sucked out.
0: Wow, you just jumped right to the spoiler there. But uh, there was a lot of cool things that happened with him before that. Well,
1: that's when he gets killed, though. When? He but, was- yeah,
0: but he kills Nataro. it's amazing yeah
1: he does kill Nataro. sorry about that but yeah <laughs> but first of all i forgot about her she's a flying bat person yeah
0: they, they all like team up they all have to fight individual people uh R- R- Rico or riko whatever this guy's name is he uh causes like a statue to fall on sonia melina is beating up uh sonia and then almost kills sonia but then real like licks her blood by the way she was stabbed <laughs> through the arm with a sigh yeah, And she licks her blood and goes, wait a minute. You're not worth it. You're not even... Your you, death you is meaningless. Have, Yeah, you don't
1: have the mark. You're nobody. Yeah.
0: And then he, she just leaves her.
1: She let, lets her li- live.
0: And yeah. uh, the Reiko guy smashes a statue on almost on top of her and also jacks because he's got his little arms and he can't fight. Right. So they're both messed up and knocked out on the side of this thing. At the same time, Liu Kang is being attacked by a cabal who's a speedster. He can yeah. run around real quick. And they're having a fight, and he's kicking um, Liu Kang's ass. Yeah, he is. And uh, then Kung Lao is able to bring in Nataro to uh, because he Kung Lao is like facing them all off.
1: Kung Lao is kicking all sorts of ass. Yeah, and he's doing so well.
0: He throws his hat into the wall, almost kills Shang Tsung.
2: Yeah, and
0: then he says, "Oh, meet Nataro." You know, this is my uh, my girl from my, bat, my I'm crazy for the batty girl. She's
2: the
1: my my beauty. Yeah. She, Meet my beauty. my beauty.
0: She flies in, and he instantly kills her by throwing his hat into the floor and then riding her like a surfboard into the 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 hat spinning. Like
1: like it's it's like a saw blade. Yes, and she's the wood, and he's just pushing her like like you know through it, and she literally gets hacked Split in half. Half. It was beautiful. Yes.
0: he he kicks ass but unfortunately because uh Raiden comes in and realizes uh, b- before Raiden comes in though Jax realizes his his strength he needs to save Sonia so he grabs this boulder which by the way I couldn't understand if she was under it
1: okay so in the long shot because they do it overhead. Um, it looks like it's on top of her.
0: Yeah, she would be dead. And
1: it looks, but when when they show her, and she looks like she's on the side of it. She's on like her side, like lying on her side, and the statue is kind of, sort of on her, but not on top of her completely. So Jax has to move it. Um, but yeah, she would have already, she would have been dead because the shards that were coming off of that would have clunked her in the head, and she that that would be it for her. Yeah. But she's okay. Because Jax saves her.
0: Yeah, Jax is able to, his arcana unlocks, and this is really stupid. Instead of just being like, he's got some kind of metal armor, like maybe like Colossus. Yeah. He just grows technology around his <laughs> arms. I don't really understand that. Oh my God, I was like,
1: wait,
2: what?
0: It's really strange. But yeah, he gets better looking arms. They're bigger now and they're a little better. But I still like your, um, and this is really crazy. I like part two's arms better.
1: You know, I had a problem with Part two's arms simply because they're supposed to be implanted on him. But then he... The, but
0: I'm the, just saying the look.
1: No, they look... Yeah, they look cool.
0: I actually don't mind that look in that second movie more than this one.
1: Yeah. I don't like this well, one. Well, in this one, I thought it they were okay. I didn't like the little arms, so I was yeah. happy for the change. But um, he... I, that's one thing I just don't understand. Where did... Okay, first of all, technology just can't grow. It's metal. So how did...
0: it's his arcana it's his superpower he grows technology around his arms i don't know what it does
1: it's i that's you think that he
0: would be like cyborg now but he's not he just has Um, armored arms that's his tech that's his power
1: i mean and fine that's what he does in the video game right so
0: yeah but there's like more to it it's more technology than it is a power he's like uh, same thing with like sonya they have technology so they use like like uh laser blasts or uh Sonic booms out of their his arms or oh, whatever. Yeah. It's like more like because they're a tech based army guys. Like they, they're yeah. using like army tech. Um here, so yeah, he's able to save Sonya. But the problem is that when Cole's at his his with his family, he gets attacked by Goro.
1: And I will say that this Goro <laughs> looks far superior. I disagree. disagree. Goro.
0: I don't agree with this at all. He
1: looked like a claymation. I don't <laughs> know why you like, keep don't... saying that. It's he amazing. Just... No, I just didn't like the way he looked. It oh, was
0: weird. It's a great animatronic. I, I love that. I, I think that it looks fun. I mean, it looks I'm, real.
1: I'm, I'm so, like, I totally appreciate that it was an animatronic. And I, I, I like that. You
0: claymation, though. It's but like, But he wow. kind
1: of does. I guess it was like, you know, I think it was maybe his abs that just threw me off. There's, his, like, torso area was just something throwing me off about it. Well, but I like this Goro.
0: I don't like... This Goro is full CG now. it's scary, it, though. It's... it's, it's I get mean, I'm Yeah, sure. I mean, it is what it is. It's just CG, and it's, like... It's not 100% feels like it's really there.
2: You know, I mean, it just kind of looks right. a little
0: off. But, but it's, it's still okay. I will say that his size changes a lot.
1: Oh, really? When I he didn't...
0: reaches into the car, he's like a little guy all of a sudden.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. And then and he's before like, Before he was
0: huge, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he goes after Cole's family. Cole's getting his ass kicked. He's getting smacked around. It finally takes Cole's wife to say, fuck this, to grab an axe and attack Goro from behind as Cole's about to die. Yeah,
1: she hacks him in the ribs.
0: Yeah, she gets him right in the back. And then uh, Goro's pissed off and goes after her and smacks her around. And that's where Cole finally is like, no.
1: And his like super saiyan kicks in.
0: His his arcana is that his bracelet that his daughter made him wraps around his body and gives him plot armor. Yeah. Literal plot armor. That was very convenient. The worst written fucking thing I have seen in a long time in movies. I cannot believe the character's strength is literal plot armor. He gets armored that every time he gets hit, it seems to kinetically make him stronger. stronger. Like a a gambit or something like that. Like he just keeps jacking it up every time.
1: Well, I guess it's kind of handy that he made him that bracelet, right? I mean. I guess so. I mean, thank goodness she knows how to make bracelets. I mean, that was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That was it. What what are they trying to say?
0: Yeah, he got strength from his family. His
1: arcana is love.
0: It's strength. Remember, she said, this is a strength bracelet. Uh, And so he got strength from his family. And he gets Oh, his, what is his thing? Oh, he gets his ass kicked a lot. So what if you give him a thing where he gets punched a lot and now it makes him stronger? That's stupid. I know.
1: And like the armor that they put on him looks so goofy. I hated it. And
0: and you know, we're also talking about how Kano just got a one eye blast out of his eye. One eye. Mm -hmm. And we talk about how uh, Jax just has metal arms now. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Cole just seems to get more and more gifts because he also gets nightsticks that come out of his ha- his arms. They're like uh, nightsticks that are weapons so that are mm-hmm. like sharp on the ends. And of course, he is able to fucking obliterate Goro.
1: Yep. And he it was kind of cool, though. It was like a really good gore, I think, because he hacks off yeah, his like arm. his guts fall out. And his stuff. guts fall out. Like, it was pretty rad. I liked it.
0: Yeah, and then Cole's like, yeah, I did something now. I'm better now. I got plot armor. (laughs) right?" And then the lightning bolt comes down at the exact moment, and Cole's like, it's not over. They're going to keep coming for us unless I stop this. So he goes into the lightning, and he beams right in front of the fight, where Kung Lao is fighting basically the bad guys after killing Mm Nataro. And Raiden is starting to beam people out. But for some reason, he beams Cole right there, and... Uh, they, like, punch him around right off the bat. Yeah. And he gets messed up. And uh, in the last second, Kung Lao jumps out of the lightning bolt to save Cole.
1: Yeah, and this Cole is where he dies. Cole gets died. in the
0: lightning. And that's when Shang Sung is able to grab Kung Lao and suck his soul out. This upset me. And uh, um, Cabal's like, I can hear your friend dying to um, Liu Kang. But Liu Kang just goes and looks at it and screams, No. And they all get sucked into the lightning bolt, the heroes. Yeah,
1: like, why can't and, you do anything to help him? And
0: for some really strange reason, Kung Lao's hat flies in with them.
1: Yeah. Did all you right. See that? Yes, I saw that.
0: And then in the next shot, they're in some kind of white plane, like when uh, Harry Potter, when he goes to the train station, the white plane train station. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, they're in a white realm where Raiden's like, this is where I live. This is where I go when you don't see me. This is where I've been hanging out. In some white realm and clouds.
1: Yeah, thanks and, uh, Thanks for not helping. Yeah. You had nothing else to do in life. Yeah,
0: I got nothing here. It's no TV here. No chairs. You he
1: didn't help at all. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then I'm like, Kung Lao's dead. And then right, you know, Luke Kang, this is my favorite. Liu Kang goes, we've lost. The tournament's over. Kung Lao's dead. There's nothing now. No one can help us. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. You, you, you could fight. Yeah. You got a whole like, bunch of other people around you.
1: Yeah, he just gave up because yeah. Kung Lao's dead. But, I mean...
0: And that's where Cole's like, hey, I have plot armor now. I'm I'm also very confident now because I have plot armor. So what if we all fight? And Raiden, can you... And now i got ideas. Raiden, can you beam us all separately with one of the villains? And so we can fight them on our own terms? And they're like... <laughs> and Jax is like, all right, well, I want the big one. Oh. And Sonya's like... And they're like, um... One of them was like, I want Molina," And and by the way, they know their villains' names. hmm They've never met these characters. Yep. They just got punched around. And uh, Jax goes, I want Rico." It's like, how'd yeah,
2: how Riko? do you meet know, Rico? How like, do you know his name? It's... Ugh.
0: Yeah, so he's like, we're all going to get a character. And Sonya, you're going to get Kano. It's time for you to get revenge. And uh, <laughs> we can't fight Sub-Zero, so we're going to fight him all together. Mm-hmm. And Raiden's like, you know what? This is a great idea. I can beam villains out and do whatever I want. I didn't do it before because I'm an asshole. But now that you're coming up with this idea, okay. And by the way, Raiden sent Cole home just so he could get his arcana because he knew. He almost got killed. He almost got his family killed.
1: Everything that Raiden does in this movie pisses me off.
0: He just did it to push him into getting his arcana, uh, like, unlocked. But yeah, so they Raiden beams them all separately. And Jax and um, Rako fight on the pit stage kind of a thing. And this is great. He just destroys him. And at the end, he does a slam on the sides of his head with his new arms. Oh, my and God. And Rayko's head explodes.
1: That was amazing. And
0: Jax says, like... Yeah, these motherfuckers work.
1: Because he now likes the arms. <laughs> he likes his arms
0: yeah. now. Um, Sonya fights kano and it's actually great the fights are great the
1: fight is amazing um especially since it ends so poetically with her and kano when she he's choking her out but she grabs the gnome that he spit on and sticks the the gnome's hat like right in his eye yes so like the whole gnome statue is in his eye and that's it he's done and done the reason
0: so. that we know he's definitely dead is that she gets the tattoo
1: she now gets the tattoo, so she's got a special arcana, arcana. Yeah, she's gonna
0: have the arcana now. Yeah. And uh I uh Liu Kang. Who else is there? Because um, uh Lu Kang is like goes after fight Cabal. Yes. And oh and Cole's gonna fight Molina. And they're in a the stage where they're fighting side by side virtually, and Kung Lao and Cabal fight, but it's amazing because He's able to trap him in some kind of, like, tar cabal so he can't run. And he makes the fire dragon that eats and kills cabal.
1: Yeah, that was really awesome. It's
0: amazing. It's like, Liu Kang, where, where the fuck was that all this time? You know? know.
1: He could use that but, this whole
2: time.
0: And now here's my favorite bit. Cole is still getting his ass kicked. Oh, yeah. Again, Cole is getting his ass kicked by Molina. Yeah. And it takes Sonya beaming in with a weird spin and a new Arcana superpower that she already knows how to use, which is shooting rings from her hands that blows through Molina's chest.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Put a hole right through yeah. her so you could see her spine. That's
0: yeah, cool. I love. I always love that because uh, it cuts perfect circle, but for some reason it leaves the spine. Yeah, exactly. I always love that. It always was like,
1: it's so funny because it's like the x-ray on, in the game. Yeah. You know where you can see their skeletons and stuff? I, I like that. I thought that was a really cool nod to the game.
0: Yeah, it was a cool... But again... Our main hero got his ass kicked. Yep. By Molina. Yep. He just beat Goro. Yeah. And he's losing to Molina. Well,
1: it gets worse. It gets worse for him. Well. You
0: know. Well, right at this bit, they're all like, yeah, we're winning. And then they trick him by Sub-Zero tricks him by um, he has now kidnapped his wife and daughter. Yep. And he he shows the uh, bracelet from his daughter. He smashes it. Cole, like an idiot, runs into the portal after him. And it's, for some reason, Sub-Zero is at his, the place where he fights in the uh, the ring.
1: Yes. So I guess he he decided to, to be nice and take him to a familiar place. Yes. Okay. And he also froze it. So he froze the cage where he fights. And, and frozen to the cage are his wife and daughter. Now, mind you, we saw in the beginning of the movie that um, Hanzo's family were completely... Frozen like that, and they both died—his wife and son. But for some reason, these two are still alive. They're just in stasis.
0: Yes. And can I also point out when Cole comes into this place, beams in, he's not in the ring, right? He's facing the ring. Yeah, he's facing it. And his wife and daughter are on the outside, frozen to it.
1: No, they're on the inside, frozen to it. But
0: he looks at them from the outside first, and then all of a sudden, they're in the inside, right? Yeah. Does it change?
1: No. He just—it seemed like he just. He was. He did beam in from the outside, and then he went in. When he saw them, he kicked open the gate, and and was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" And he went over to them, and they were frozen. He
0: saw them in the in the ring. Yeah, and he went into into the
1: ring. Yes, and then he and then Sub Zero comes in and and starts fucking shit up. So then they fart. They start fighting, Um, and then how does it happen where? we see hanzo because okay so they're fighting he's fighting sub-zero cole and then he keeps having these visions yeah of through the like, movie
0: he's having visions of fire
1: yeah he's having visions of fire and he keeps seeing blips of a hooded figure and we learn that that is hanzo and he has yeah he's in hell and he has a connection spiritually to him and then as Cole is getting his ass kicked by Sub-Zero, Hanzo Hanzo comes out. He materializes. Well, what
0: happened was Raiden gave him this. Uh, somehow he says that he took the spear from Hanzo's body, mm-hmm. which I don't remember seeing. He took the little, little spear weapon and he gave it to Cole. And Cole put it in his, his underwear.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: he pulled it out to fight um sub-zero sub-zero it went on fire when he went to stab sub-zero but sam sub-zero caught it held it up in the air and was like it's on fire Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden while he was looking at it the spear comes through his chest and then you hear get over here yeah and that's where hanzo has jumped in for some odd reason hanzo has waited now cole is getting his ass kicked again hanzo is waiting. For the moment where Cole fought Sub Zero, yeah, to I don't come understand. back and get revenge,
1: if the, I feel like this is Raiden's fault again. I don't know. Yes, why. it's just to so blame odd. Raiden for all of this. But like, why doesn't Hanzo make his appearance earlier on and help? You know, like if he was in the movie, you know, Sonata. If he was in the movie the whole time, I would have been so much happier because yes. he's so great
0: on screen. Again, if there was no Cole and it was Liu Kang as the main character, yeah. with Johnny Cage and all that kind of stuff, and Hanzo was a main plot point.
1: Yeah, it would have been great. I mean, their fight was great. Um, he he fought with Sub Zero again, but he had his hood up and he had kind of like the colors of Scorpion. And he did say, uh, you know, Hanzo is dead. I am Scorpion, and they fight. And you know, yeah, he he joins for- forces with Cole, and they fuck up Sub Zero. And
0: well, can I point out? in this made me laugh every time he does it scorpion constantly removes his mask just to say a word and then put it on again and yeah. then take it off every time he wants to speak again yeah he does it like four times it made me laugh every time he's like oh by the way i'm yeah. scorpion okay oh
1: yes because obviously we know that the mask will change his voice to like you know more menacing they just and- wanted
0: to show his rotten teeth or something well so no weird. and also
1: he's speaking japanese to them to you yeah, know that's true. That and is so, so true. I'm like he, does anybody get this? Yeah, I mean, the I guess speaking Japanese through that mask would sound really off because, you know, it changes the sound of your voice. But
0: Sub Zero does it all the time.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. But um but well, let's
0: just say the Sub Zero versus a scorpion fight is awesome. It
1: is really awesome. And while they're fighting
0: But Sub Zero's beating him again.
1: Sub Zero does does fuck him up. I mean they get he gets messed up. He gets um you know ice like in his lower half of his body and he gets like stuck to the floor and stuff and and like while he's on the floor he actually throws a fireball and saves the wife and daughter so he melts the ice
0: yeah and he says something that just pisses me off he goes you thought you killed me and sent me to hell but i learned how to use, i i learned how to use the fire
1: mm-hmm. and now
0: i'm back I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you saying it? I like, don't
1: understand what that means. You
0: learned how to use it, like, but you never did anything.
1: No, he didn't. And
0: you're saying this five seconds before you're going to be gone again.
1: Right. And, well, he takes, I mean, he takes out Sub-Zero along with Cole, and it's it's pretty they have cool. To,
0: they, the only way they can beat Sub-Zero is to double team him. He, Sub-Zero takes off his armor, and he's looking more and more black armor. He's got more black outfit on. Mm-hmm. And he's messed up. He got gutted, and he's still fighting them. Yep. Two of them mm-hmm. on one, and that's the only way they can beat him is to work together, which is insane for Scorpion.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, but, yeah, they, by they the they way, did. every time um, Sub Zero and Scorpion start, I mean, they start fighting. Uh, Cole runs over to smash, try to get his family out of the ice. Yeah. Instead of helping Scorpion beat him.
1: Yeah, I thought that was funny because I was just like, keeps okay, going back over. you're literally punching
2: ice.
0: like
1: solid, solid ice. I mean, you're not going to get through there yeah. and you could be helping get rid of the bad guy. But I think that, you know, that they, um, the filmmakers realized like, this is stupid. Let's have him help because then he starts helping and then they take out Sub-Zero and somehow, you know, uh, the wife and daughter are like literally, uh, frozen hot dogs stuck up against the cage and they get thawed out and you know they're fine
0: yeah and uh the they're way that fine. they finally kill sub-zero too is that scorpion uh does his little blowtorch mouth fire thing and burns
2: yeah and burns um, his whole head to, yeah
0: to
1: it was death. really cool it was really cool he
0: doesn't turn into the skeleton which he should like the game no but he's just a little cool. he's like a crispy critter and he falls down
1: yeah yep I'm and totally then
0: uh cool. that's when all the heroes show up at that exact moment looking at uh, Raiden's like hey everybody yeah now, yeah, now know we're what? here
1: go fuck yourself Raiden
0: and by the way Scorpion has now said I'm proud of my bloodline and I die now and that's it yeah so I learned how to use hell fire
2: yeah he tells I them,
0: in- to, I don't need anything to pass it on I'm no. not gonna give you cool powers no. instead of making Cole a so, oh, scorpion mm-hmm. like giving him scorpion powers there's a character who is the son of one of the other characters who was trained by Scorpion called Takada, right? I believe that's his name. He. Why couldn't they just make him him? Or why couldn't they make him Kenshi, the blind samurai? Oh, yeah. Because that's a more interesting character and you could have had that establishment between Scorpion and Kenshi and you could have had all this stuff. Instead, they just went, nah, we'll make a guy with armor instead of having Hellfire or... Uh, chains that come out of his hands or controlling of chains is his weapon no armor
1: yeah that 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 whole like, thing was so fuck? stupid and it looked cheesy it and dumb look so stupid it looks so stupid it doesn't even look cool at all um well all the fighters come and they they join um Cole in and um in the ring and uh they're all talking about how they have to stop this evil and for the next,
2: well,
0: Shang Sung actually shows up and says, um, "They they send him away." He goes, "Next time, I'm going to show up with an army." And yeah. then Raiden's like, "Now I can actually send you away," and he sends him back.
1: Yeah, and it's like, gee. "Why
0: didn't you do this so many Thanks. times before, man?"
1: Thanks, Raiden. You're so useless. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And and then uh, he tells Ra- Raiden says, "The Cole, hey, there's more people out there, more heroes. You got to go find.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We got to round up the more heroes." And I'm just like. For what? Because, and, and also um, Shang on and this is the cop-out, he makes all, we see a shot of him making all the bodies of the villains disappear. Mm-hmm. And he goes, killing them, basically that killing him them only made them stronger. Because he's like, death isn't the end for them. I, I, it just helps me push it forward. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I see where they're going to go with that. But he, they killed so many villains in this movie yeah. It, it, they kill, like, important villains. So it's like they're not even going to try to do the plot. And then they're going to set up more tournament. Like, they're going to get more heroes to do a tournament, which well, is odd.
1: I can't tell you that I'm not pleased about the ending of this movie. Because, you know, they... Um, so I guess they said they were going to go look for the new champions. And uh, so as our our hero, Cole, is packing up his locker at the gym he is um you know the guy that owns the gym comes by and says oh you know i'm sad you're not going to be fighting for me anymore and uh he says no i'm going to hollywood and guy's like well what's in hollywood and he says it's not what's in hollywood but who's in hollywood and so they pass by a poster of uh johnny Cage, yeah
2: (laughs) but like we only only see
1: his belt buckle and it was what it. What's the movie called? I don't remember. I forget too. But uh, yeah, so they, uh, I was like, okay, good. They're gonna set this up. Thank you, thank you, because this is what I wanted. And, and so.
0: And in real life, they hired Carl Urban to play him. Yeah. Which we love Carl Urban, but it's a, that's a weird choice.
1: It is a very weird choice. I would have gone with a uh, Chris um, Chris Evans type.
0: Oh no, the guy who is in Top Gun. Oh, from Scream Queens 100%. Is 100% Johnny Cage. And I have no idea why they haven't picked that actor. Yes. Why would they have gone for an older actor like Carl Urban is very surprising to me. Yeah. But I guess it's another Australian. And since this seems to be an Australian crew, they're going for another Aussie. So yeah. that's interesting.
1: I mean, honestly, though, that, that guy is completely perfect. Uh, what was his name? His name is Glenn Powell.
0: He's Perfect.
1: Yeah, he is perfect to play him. I don't
0: know what they were thinking about not having this guy.
1: Maybe because, I mean, but how are they going to do the martial arts thing? I mean, Carl... I'm mean, sure i sure
0: he can be trained. Carl Arvin's not a fighter either.
1: No, but he's also, like, freaking huge. He's, like, 6'6", six, six or whatever.
0: I, I, I'm going to have a hard time seeing Billy Butcher as Johnny Cage. Okay, well,
1: I, I I hope that he plays him right. I hope he plays him, like, as he Johnny Cage. He needs to Cage. be funny and
0: cocky, not, yeah. like, a tough Guy. like
1: but he's not gonna have his accent that you know he's more Kano
0: than he's more Johnny Kano Cage.
1: than Johnny Cage it's right
0: but but uh, yeah so the movie ends yeah. on that that's the cliffhanger that's the end of the movie and I, I mean overall let's just like to me as a fan of the games I feel like I don't understand the direction or, or what they're taking I'm I'm very confused why not make it a Mortal Kombat movie with a combat. With, with without the tournament, I mean, mm-hmm. why change? Why introduce a new character? There's a lot of shit like that that's just baffling, bizarre shit. And I think it hurts the movie because I don't think I like, I don't think I like Cole and his family. I don't think I wanted them in the movie. I I was so much more interested in. And also, as a uh, as a fan of Sub Zero, man, do they do Sub Zero dirty? He is a straight up mass murdering asshole, 100%. and there's no connection to why he's doing it
1: i know it's...
0: yeah and then I was like that's a really cool plot in the games it's a cool story and it could have been amazing to see on screen and it's just not done here
1: i know but i i feel like i mean I, i'm i'm changing my thoughts from when i first saw this movie i'm gonna change my thoughts but before i change my thoughts i want to do um our little segment called why we can't have nice things Okay. so Usually we read, I'll I'll read one 10 star review and then one, one star review, um, and see why we can't have nice things because these reviewers, I can't. So anyway, so this one I picked, it's a 10 out of 10, how to make a video game movie. This is literally how you do a video game franchise justice. I knew this movie would be amazing judging from the trailers and I was amazed by everything. Mortal Kombat is one of my favorite franchises in existence and I'm very surprised at how good this movie is. Hiroyuki Sonata is Scorpion, hands down. A fantastic adaptation of the games with a decent story, great cinematography, good yet noticeable CGI, amazing voice acting, a great soundtrack and good editing. This right here is the secret recipe of how much respect you can have for a game franchise and be such a fun ride from start to finish. Wow, Warner Brothers has been on a roll with these newer movies. First, we had Zack Snyder's Justice League, oh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, oh. and how, and now this, this great film. Definitely check this movie out on HBO Max. So that's the 10-star Ten. 10 review. And the one-star review is... Punch yourself in the face instead of watching this movie, please. The lead actor, Louis Tan. How do I put it? Sucked? The only acting that was good here were... that was good were for the characters Kano and Hanzo. Louis Tan was embarrassing. His character was a whiny bitch. Zero chemistry from the cast. Eighth graders could have performed better than these turds. Zero flow through the movies. Awful transitions, zero setup, and then they alluded to a sequel? Oh, my God. Were they serious? Run.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle of these two reviews. And, and, and if I can add to it. Yes. If I can read a review. I also found a review. That's okay real fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one starts. They did it. They managed to do what we all feared they could do, and that's ignore over 25 years of backstory and character history and add their own baffling new character and lore rewrites. It's mind-boggling that Hollywood chooses to completely change a loved franchise and do something vain by writing in new things. Why even call it Mortal Kombat? Why not just write your own thing here? We, we open strong with great directing, acting, and fight choreography to show the backstory of two of the, this franchise's most popular characters, and then the movie flushes it all down the toilet. The directing, acting, dialogue, and established characters all get increasingly cheesy and flat as it goes on. If you love a character from the franchise, be aware that they will be misused in absurd ways. Scorpion? Wait for the last five minutes. Raiden? Raiden? He he says some asshole things. Liu Kang, he is awkward, cheesy, and takes a backseat to a new character. Johnny Cage, not even in this. Sonya, this film even manages to be sexist by taking one of the video game's strongest female characters and making her be saved by a man and keeps telling us she's not worthy to be with the men. Kano, actually is the most fun here. Even if his character has a baffling laser beam superpower, the actor is very funny and steals every scene he appears in. As for the newest character, he gets way too much story and time and is the main hero of the movie. How vain is that? That's like having a guy named Joe Smith beating Thanos in the endgame finale instead of the most popular characters in the franchise. (laughs) <laughs> there are some great scenes of violence and humor but it won't matter when a character randomly says flawless victory or fatality with a serious face four out of ten
1: okay
0: you know who wrote that you i did yeah i did when this movie came out along you wrote
1: that in
0: 2021 Yep. i had to go look at this so yeah i said four out of ten okay. i was very angry apparently
1: yeah i said four out of ten too
0: Um, I don't know if I still agree with it.
1: I don't, I don't agree with it. I'm going with a five.
0: I, I feel like the two that you read, I am, I understand both people, but the one and the 10 are ridiculous. It's
1: extreme. It's extreme on both ends. Punch yourself in the face. Let me tell you something. You obviously haven't seen a bad movie, dude, at all. Okay. Like you have not seen a bad movie because you're you want to punch yourself in the face instead of watch this movie this is not the worst thing ever made this is a mediocre film they did try they made you know some very major mistakes yeah they there was some miscasting going on here
0: there's some bizarre
1: writing very bizarre writing but overall as a movie this was not the worst thing i've ever seen
0: no it's not
1: it's fine and i mean if you want to i mean i went through this as the second time i watched this and uh I noticed things in it that I didn't notice the first time and I was like, oh wow, okay, that's neat. Yes, they didn't have to put this guy in here, this new character. We don't need him. We wanted Johnny Cage. But we got what we got and the the finished product wasn't that bad.
0: Yeah, I, I will say that I when we were watching it today, right up till we got before we got Liu Kang, I was like, is this good? Like, is this actually kind of fun? Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. It's not the worst. It's kind of fun, although I kept noticing stupid shit.
1: Yeah, of course. But when Liu
0: Kang showed up, the movie takes a cheesy dive.
1: Yeah, well, because it's, I think the actor they chose, you know, th- this is no offense to this this actor. I mean, he he's a good martial artist, but I don't think he has strong acting chops because the line delivery is just really bad. And also that comes down to the director, who really didn't give a shit about yeah. that he just let him deliver these lines like almost like he was reading from a prompter but he couldn't see the words yeah
0: and it seems like the movie at le- loses steam in where it's going and how it wants to establish it's the characters and mm-hmm. stuff because it just starts happening oh like villains are now going to be men mm-hmm. the villains can't be men okay the villains did be men now they're all going to fight each other they're dead mm-hmm. and it's like ah, yeah. shit yeah like, I just feel like there should be more of a movie here. And I actually really didn't want... Uh, I actually wanted Kano to stay a good guy.
1: I actually wanted him to stay a good guy, too, because I liked that he was with the group. I
0: actually liked him more than I liked the heroes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like when he went bad. I was like, damn. And seeing them with Cabal, I was like, ah, I kind of like Cabal. I kind of want to see more of Cabal.
2: Yeah. And
0: then I'm like, uh, oh, they're all dead. They're all villains, though, and they're all dead. And it's yeah. like, ah. Yeah. Okay. I
1: mean there's a lot I liked about this movie. I liked um the actors, you know, playing Hanzo and uh I I didn't, I didn't I didn't mind Sonya. She was okay. Yeah, she was okay. Uh, I did like the actor playing Kung Lao a lot. I thought he was great. And I I just like, you know, there was a lot of gore and it was pretty um on the nose with the video game. So there were some things I liked about this. You know, I would change a couple things. But overall, I think I'm going to change my review to a five because I feel like this movie is not that bad. Yeah. And, you know, to give it a four, as I did before, I was like, that's a little like.
0: Yeah, it was just a little too harsh.
1: It's a little harsh. Yeah.
0: And do you also agree, do you like the first one better? The 95 one.
1: You know, I actually had a really good time with that movie, so. I enjoy it. I feel like, I mean, I I think I gave it a six. Yeah, I did. So, yeah, I gave it a six. So, yes, I do like that one better yeah. than this one. I'm very excited to see how they do the next one, though. I am very excited because I feel like, okay, if they pick Carl Urban to play Johnny Cage, they did it for a reason. So, we got to see, you know, what's up with that.
0: But a problem here is that he's going to fill in the Kano spot that's left now. Okay, and that's might be a problem because we're still gonna follow Cole. Well, and you're like, oh, Cole's got a family, and he's got kids, and he's got attachments that might hold him back, and
1: whatever. I don't. I think maybe they they might have learned a lesson from this, and they're not making him front and center. You know what I mean?
0: I hope, man. I, I really don't know because that's the worst thing about this one. I don't understand.
1: Well, once Johnny Cage enters the scene, you, you can't steal anything away from him. He is the scene stealer so you know
0: that's my yeah that's my concern this
1: is this is gonna be interesting i'm I'm all in for it
0: so yeah i mean uh, we we've changed our opinion a little bit but not much yeah. i think that's it yeah next week we're actually gonna do we, we're out of mortal combat movies now uh so we're actually gonna move on to the movie that almost could have happened the movie that the actor chose to do this movie instead. That would be Street Fighter with Van Dam.
1: I can't wait. So
0: he chose to do that over Mortal Kombat, uh, and then Mortal Kombat games always wanted him to be in it, and he's finally going to be in it. So yeah. what perfect time to not only rewatch Street Fighter, but talk about the insanity that could have happened on the set of Mortal Kombat's movie. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I that's know. next week. And uh, we. this is a long episode. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. let's uh, get out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Raiden has prevented entry into his temple. I must find a way to bring his shield down in order to obliterate our opposition.
2: I think I can help. Did you see a guy down there? Complete fucking asshole. Answers to Kano. Kano? Yeah, he's the reason I live in an iron lung. He's a low-life piece of shit scumbag. You're gonna love him.